What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. I have the love of The Last of Us coursing through my veins. Did you see my tweet? 24 hours, I beat the game, I beat the left behind, and then I read American Dreams again. Blessing, come at me. You don't know nothing. The new face of video games, Blessing, at AOYA Jr. I've actually never read, what's it called, American Dream? American Dreams. Tim, please, Kevin, dismiss Blessing. Blessing. He, I don't want to spoil it. Uh, blessing, <laughs> no. we got to dismiss you. Uh, he doesn't want to spoil right. it to, for you. Sorry. Don't you want to know where she got her Switchblade? Coward. No, not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> and joining us for a rare appearance on the Kind of Funny Games cast, the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. I'm trying to figure out what a Hugh Grant movie has to do with The Last of Us. It's a good question. Left behind a Hugh Grant movie? No, American, American Dream. Oh, sorry. I, I bit on the wrong part of it. I didn't <laughs> oh, My first when joke I think, Grant, I think, I think, I think Notting Hill. You know, I think Love Actually. American I think Dreams, that movie I think, that looks like The Kingsman, but isn't The Kingsman. I think American Dreams, I might be mistaken the title, but it was the one where it was like an American Idol knockoff, remember? Where he played like a Simon Cowell character, and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. So I, don't, I shouldn't remember it. Oh, I, here's the problem, of course. I was thinking of American Dreams with an S. This is American Dreams with a Z. You fool. You absolute <laughs> fool. <laughs> you absolute fool. Ladies God, and gentlemen, idiot. this is the Kind of Funny Games cast each and every week right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We get together to talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. And let me tell you, this one is going to be talking about a game that we all love very, very dearly. The Last of Us. Part one. That's right. We're starting a kind of month of The Last of Us in a lot of ways. To give you a couple uh-huh. updates here, uh, Nick played through The Last of Us for the very first time. Uh, he didn't know the spoilers. He didn't know anything. He and he, all he knew is there was Greg a giraffe. Sat and played and played through uh, the the entire game on Twitch, and we're trying to get that up on YouTube. Just so everybody knows, we're having a lot of technical issues with exporting it and getting it uploaded. We're on like V four. It will be up eventually, I promise you, sometime this month, hopefully in the next day or two um, as of recording this. But after that, we are also doing now the Last of Us 1 spoiler cast. Then next sometime, I'm not sure when, Greg? What, the review for Last of Us Part 2? Hey, yeah. We can say it. That's June 12th, 12.01 okay, cool. a.m. Pacific time. <laughs> Didn't know if I was allowed to say it. <laughs> no, that is, that's, you're, we have confirmed that already. Don't worry. I, okay. Dude, like that's the one thing is like people, the embargo stuff you have to deal with and like what you can say, what you can't say, what you can't confirm, what you can't confirm. What I can confirm is then next week we will be doing The Last of Us Part 2 review. And the crew for that will be Greg Miller, mm-hmm. Blessing, mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and Christine Steimer of What's Good Games. Hey, hey. Very fun, very exciting stuff. Um, and then at some point after that, we will be doing a Last of Us 2 spoiler cast. We're not getting ahead of ourselves then. We don't know exactly when. We want to let it all sink in, sit in, let us think about it, get all that stuff. We will keep you updated, though. Stay tuned to the show for that. But uh, it's good, like I said, going to be a very Last of Us month, very exciting stuff for everybody. You can get this show uh, live by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You also get the exclusive post show. Um, if you are a Patreon producer, you get your name shouted out like Muhammad Muhammad, Connor Nolan, James Hastings, Sancho West Gaming, uh, Julian the Gluten Free Gamer, Delaney Twinning. That's a new one. Uh, Aaron Bo- Bonilla. That's a new one too. Jeffrey Long, <laughs> another new one. And rounded out the new ones, Jesus Barrio, aka Bent Fork PR. Thank Bent you very fork. much for all of your Patreon. Oh God, Siri's listening to me, and it says Jesus burial, aka bent fork. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That's not Siri. That that as usual. 
<laughs> uh, Great. Tim, can I have the floor for one second? Yes, you can. Kevin, I sent something to you on Slack. I need you to throw it up because I need daddy, Nick Scarpino's discerning eye here. All right. So it's an image. And what this image is, uh, uh, Kevin, and of course, audiences you're about to see in Nick Scarpino is at least. I I was getting a donut, so I got chocolate all over my fingers. (laughs) What? (laughs) Don't get mad at me. Nobody's mad. Oh, now everything's frozen. Did I drop the call? Oh, dear. Um, it in real time. What happened? Can you throw it up for us? Can you throw it up? Uh, yeah, sorry. Your... You you guys froze for like okay. 10 seconds there. Okay. Oh. Well, I don't know if we froze as much as we were in stunned silence. That might have been more of the case. Nick, so here we go. We're looking at the American Dreams poster. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. You can see uh-huh. it here. Hopefully everybody else can. Yeah. Obviously, we have Mandy Moore here uh, to what? That'd be, you know, like your 11 o'clock. Right at noon, we have Hugh Grant. Mr. Grant. One o'clock, Dennis we have Quaid. Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. Who is this at two o'clock? Because it looks like Tom Welling with a mustache and a goatee. It's <sighs> not. Man, I've gone to the really. IMDb, but everybody doesn't look the same as they looked when they made this movie. Yeah. So it's hard for me. Do you remember this character or this I, name? No, I'll be honest with you guys. I And this is going to come as a shocker. I put this out uh, as uh, into our content without <laughs> that much context as to what the American Dreams was. I just remember there was a movie called American Dreams also, that I look, maybe have seen half of. Look so at that. I, I, I would it. say, what, four o'clock in my thing? It, Chris Klein in this movie. Hold on. Let me look at, let me look at this oh, poster yeah. from my side. American The one Dreams o'clock looks like Vince McMahon. Poster. Right? No, I was thinking the same thing. Oh, yeah. Dennis Quaid. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Willem Dafoe is in this apparently as the chief of staff. <laughs> Dennis Quaid is President Staten. Now this movie wasn't good, you're saying, because it's got a killer lineup. Absolutely <laughs> terrible, from what I remember. But you know, it's 2006. It was different. It's got a 5.4 here <laughs> on IMDb. Okay, so let me look at this. Let me see if this one loads for me here. Oh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Uh, I have no idea who. Th- that's Chris Klein for sure. Yeah, no, we have that, that part down. Who's that? Who's the woman? Is that? Uh, that's me anymore. That's me. No, 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 no. The other one, the far left, like all the way oh, as you go. Marisha, Mar- Marisha, uh, Mar- I'm sorry, Marsha Gay Harden. Does that make sense? Oh, uh, that's Marsha Gay Harden. That's not Marsha. Who is that, though? Because I thought it was Marisha. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the kind of funny games cast where we talk about video games and all the things that we love about them. Let's talk about The Last of Us. Here's the thing, guys. I would say that one of the most iconic pieces of kind of funny content, it's not even kind of funny content. It is The Last of Us spoiler cast that Greg Miller was a part of at IGN. I feel oh, like when yeah, the, from beyond with uh, the, it was me, Colin, Neil, and uh, Bruce. Yeah, no, that's not the one I'm talking about. I'm talking about I the one remember. that was it was you, Colin, Altano, and Mitch. Okay, and was it that scoop? Whatever I know, it was, I, I remember this. I, I think I. Um, I'm looking right now. Last of Us, the 21st of June, 2013. Last of Us spoiler cast. Beat the game. Come listen to come discuss the masterpiece with the podcast beyond boys. I can't skip. Oh, hold on. No, got an ad. Got an ad, and it's really loud. God damn it. IGN. Oh, it, looks like, it looks like it's just an IGN video. I'm looking at the one right now. Uh, it's not really associated with any of the shows, it looks like, but it is last of a spoiler cast and it is uh, Greg, Colin, uh, Mitch, and Altano. Okay. So the reason I bring this up is whenever there's a thread of like, where did you first get into kind of funny? Like, where did you first hear Greg Miller? Where did whatever beyond is obviously a very common answer, but an answer that I think I see even more is specifically the last of a spoiler cast. Sure. So here we are 
seven years later God. with a whole new casting crew. Nick playing it for the first time. Um, I replayed it for the first time in, in many, many, many years. Uh, Greg Miller just rebeating it, rebeating the DLC. I beat the DLC. Nick played the DLC as well. That wasn't on stream, but he did that. Bless has also been replaying one and, and watching a lot of videos of the DLC, which he's beaten yeah. before. Catching up. Greg's yep. even reading American Dreams, which we didn't even explain what that was. Go for it, Greg. American Dreams is a comic book uh, by written by Neil Druckmann, uh, illustrated by Faith Aaron Hicks. Uh, she's thanked in The Last of Us. It is a prequel to The Last of Us, uh, detailing uh, Ellie and Riley's first meeting. It, uh, if you, it, you know, if you have gone through and played Left Behind again, it basically gives you the backstory of what's going on at that mall and the people. Because, like, you know how you drop in and like. They go in this and left behind. And of course, this whole thing is a spoiler for spoiler cast for Last of Us as we know it before everything before Last of Us Part Two. So it's all spoilers from here on out. Uh, but when you drop into the mall and you go to the Winston's tent and you talk about how he died of natural causes and what happened to his horse and all that, and then at one point Riley even mentions the you know remember that firefly you bit his name is this yada yada yada. You see all that unfold here in the comic book, and you see uh, Ellie and uh, Marlene meet for the first time. This is where Marlene gives Ellie the note from her mother that you. Can read in your backpack in the last of us when you take control of ellie this is where ellie gets her switchblade which was her mother's switchblade that marlene's been using as a tribute to her exactly so uh sean from minnesota writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says hey games cast crew my comment is regarding your spoiler cast in general i'd love for you to start these off by doing a story overview before getting into the weeds i'm a single console gamer i play xbox as that's what fits my best Fits my life best, yet I'm still passionate about games and the conversation around them, regardless of the platform. In some of the prior spoiler casts, you just kind of jump into various discussion without a broad summary. As someone who wants to hear about these games but likely won't be able to play them, it's confusing. And he then goes on and stuff. I will say I don't think that we'll always do this because I think that sometimes it's better to just experience the game for yourself or whatever. But since this is a game that's been out for so long and um, I feel like there are people that, you know, at this point aren't going to freaking play it. Greg Miller. I don't yeah. want the, the Greg Miller in review plot. Are you sure you don't? Are you sure you don't want it? I, I kind of want it. Daddy, do you want it? Blessing, do you want it? I, I, I do want it, honestly. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Daddy's got a, cup of, a full cup of coffee right now. He's sitting oh, back. Let's oh, go. Daddy does. Or, well, I'm sorry. Baby does. I was like, wait, oh, wait, oh, my. For context, for context, whatever you guys, there's like always one person in the community is like, Nick should be on more gaming stuff. This is why. I am not on more gaming stuff. <laughs> I'm happy um, you're here because I do want to get to all of your thoughts, Nick. But but I sure. but before we get into those, just as the refresher, Greg, can you give the Greg Miller Last of Us uh, one and put it all together? You can put it all together. The American Thank Dream. You. So I can left, fit left it all behind. into one thing, which I fit like it all into one thing. This is you don't need to rush through it. Like I don't need like machine gun saying it super fast. All right, but I want. As quickly as possible, as possible, condense the Twitter version of what are the major plot beats of The Last of Us. That's going to be tough. You know what I mean? Hold on. Like, we got to call Andy, don't we? He has to give me the plot. I can't get hyped for it if I don't have the plot thing from in review. Oh, you know? I texted Andy as soon Good as point. you went into this because I didn't know you were doing this. And I was like, call me right now and do the plot, plot, plot. <laughs> no response. No, you're not <laughs> going to answer a phone call. You know what I mean? Two, it's 2.30. He's probably sleeping. You want me to slack him? No, I'm slacking him right now about KFF stuff. He's, he's around. Okay, he's just not looking he's at his around. phone. I hate it when there's too much, you know, your phone, your computer, there's too many things. Hey, what's up? Hey, uh, they were asking me to recap The Last of Us. Can you give me the plot song real quick? The plot song for Last of Us? Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me look at my notes. Hold on. Let's see here. Got a big Google Drive of stuff. 
right, here we go. A man and a girl on the run. (laughs) (laughs) Are you just looking for plot, 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 plot? Sorry, I I thought you were just going to do plot, 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 plot. plot. I didn't realize you had written a song already in a Google Drive. Sorry, back no, to it. I mean, it's such a it's such a popular game. It's such a game of the year. It's sure. No, exactly. Bad. I'm sorry. Back to it. Back to it. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. A man and a girl on the run. There's zombies everywhere. Infected. Grab a gun. It's the end of the world. She has the cure, but her heart is much too pure. The last of us. Oh, the last of us. Good going. And then, like, there's a there's a there's a like a little instrumental break there, but that's about it. Nailed it. Thank you very much. We love you. Mm-hmm. No problem. Ladies and gentlemen, the date is September 26th, 2013. In younger man <laughs> named joel comes home he has a daughter named sarah she is asleep on the couch uh it, of course this will be it's his birthday number one it might be the 25th then but outbreak day is of course september 26th um uh sarah gives him a- thing. <laughs> hey, he might be five six five seven we don't know maybe sarah's like four five maybe she might be 14 maybe 13 her favorite pet the pony That's she gives him a watch for his birthday he jokes that it's broken but she it isn't and then everybody's happy and they are very sweet family and they go to bed uh well she falls asleep uh and then she wakes up and dad's not there and she's in her room and she comes downstairs and basically it's outbreak day there's a cordycep fungus ladies and gentlemen that has been uh, making its way around the world and is the start of a global pandemic sounds familiar right that will lead to all sorts of quarantine zones and whatnot uh the, it all pops off people start going crazy people are infected with this fungus not zombies andy nice try in the song infected sir uh that makes them grow these different cordyceps mushroom kind of things out of their heads that take control of their bodies that keep them alive but they're just passengers in the seat and they don't know what's going on it's horrible um so yeah uh, i'm trying to escape their small their town and uh, trying to escape austin in texas or the outskirts of austin uh joel is with his brother tommy and his daughter sarah uh they get you know they dr- try to drive away they get into a car accident there's a bunch of people running over this is just the day it all falls right the world falls um uh, when they get separated uh, joel and sarah uh try to escape but they run into a military man who calls his other military men and they're like nah man cap these people they can't be helped <laughs> and he's like really and he's like yeah do it and he's like no and so joel sees what's about to happen and tries to turn away but gun shots are fired uh he falls down uh the guy comes over to kill joel who's like no don't do it and then tommy shoots him because tommy caught up to him everything seems all right but no sarah is de- has been shot and she's about to die uh joel runs over there in a moment that tugs on your heartstrings and uh sarah passes away there uh incredibly sad Inc- great acting though of course by troy baker well documented uh obviously in a number of different places including of course retro replay where you can go see them all play through this and give great commentary and, and talk about what's happened from there we jump 20 years later uh joel is a smuggler who has done very very bad things to many many people we are in boston a quarantine zone a qz as they call it blessing remember that it'll be important cool <laughs> oh, I'm, fun tonight, guys. I'm enjoying you um so yeah basically through hooker crook uh there's another uh smuggler there named by the name of tess uh they have some guns that this other guy has that they go to get the guns from him guess well actually they he tried to kill uh tess she of course took made short work of that i'm sorry nick Scarpino. Uh, is tess useful or completely useless uh, Tess actually earned a, and ended up getting a point from you. So she okay, is, in fact, okay, useful. By okay. the way, I've decided for uh, simplicity's sake, we are just going to do the games. We're going to do the game, then left behind, then the comic book. All right? Okay. So I, you can all hold your questions then. Or I can combine them. What would you like? What would you like? 
I, I think you should do them. I think you should do them how you just said. That makes sense. Okay, cool. Um, uh, so yeah, Robert sucks. That's the guy. But Robert is that dude from Game of Thrones. A lot of you like, right? He's the one who hang out. He hung out with Dinklebot for a long time. Remember, they were bros. He gave him some what kind of princess or something thing right now. Dinklebot, uh, which was Robert. the small robot. Was Dinklebot the small robot? Now remember, of course, you fake gamer Nick. Dinklebot was the original bot that Peter Dinklage played in Destiny. Fucking coward. Well, Before no one North, who Game David would be right now. Robert from the beginning. Do you remember this part, Robert, the guy who's like. They, he, he tries to kill Tess through people. They, uh, You end up killing him or whatever. That's that dude from Game of Thrones. I don't know his oh. name. He's, he's the dude from Game of Thrones that was like uh, Peter Dinklage's right-hand man for a while. And like he gave him a kingdom or some shit. And then like no shit. had to do one more like Podrick? get back in it. Son. Oh, no. No, no, no. Not the other guy. The older Braun. dude who was like, a, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that thing that was the right name. I can help you uh, with the video no, game no. part. You got to meet me halfway with the Game of Thrones part. That's well, you, you threw me off with Dinklebot. I don't know what that is. <laughs> What's a Dinklebot? Um, wow, so Destiny. I can tell you the history of Destiny really quick too. Yeah, so, can you get into that for me? Years before Destiny was to be released, IGN leaked all this information <laughs> about Destiny and pissed people off. No, okay, we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> seven-year plan. The seven-year plan for Destiny. Um, uh, they get they catch up to Robert. Uh, finds out that he he sold the guns to the Fireflies. Actually, they were their guns, but he sold them to the Fireflies because he had to or whatever. They're like he didn't really have to do it, and he's and he has this great line where he's like, uh, you know, please just let me go. I give me a week, and I can I can get the money. I can get you the guns back or make the money back. And Tess is like, I probably would have if you had it didn't try to kill me. And she blows him away, thus setting the stakes that these aren't good people. You know what I mean? We, the smugglers here, which I think the game does a great job in terms of its storytelling of kind of making you forget where it is like, oh, you're a survivor's part. And then we'll get to the end where, of course, Joel's popping off kneecaps and making people point things on the map. And like, I believe him. He's just fucking hitting people in the head with pipes. Like, all right, he's a cold-blooded awesome. killer. Um, so it turns out that, yeah, the fireflies have it. We got to find a firefly. Luckily, Marlene comes around the corner. She's like, hello, but she's been shot. So she's actually more like, hello. And they're like, well, hello, what's your deal? And she's like, oh, they all know each other, right? They've been, they go back and forth in the quarantine zone. And so, yeah, she took the guns. She needed the guns and she can't give you the guns uh, unless you help smuggling, smuggle a package for us. And she's like, well, why don't you? And she's like, well, you, you know, a whole bunch of people have fucking died, right? Like you, a whole bunch of people are dead. I need your help doing this. All you got to do is take it uh, to the boston like dome capital or whatever it'll be super simple do it for us you get the guns and then some and before they can really debate it or whatever they're on the run because there's more bad guys coming and so eventually they kill a whole bunch of things and do a whole bunch of things and we end up getting to ellie getting introduced to ellie there's this girl there named ellie if i haven't said ellie enough and it turns out she's the thing that needs to be smuggled uh they don't know why and they don't understand why but they're like whatever we'll do it you know we're smugglers yeah and so they're like cool let's smuggler out of smuggle and Marlene's been shot, so she's like, you know, she'll be okay, but she can't be part of this job. And so she's like, see, she's like, goodbye. And she creeps back around the corner. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, we got Ellie. Let's fucking go. You know what I mean? Uh, but it's that Ellie and Joel split off. Marlene and uh, uh, Tess go off on their own. Tess is going to verify the guns. They'll come back together. Uh, they come back. There's a great moment here where, you know, uh, when Joel and Ellie are alone for the first time and Joel doesn't give a fuck about her, they walk into a room and he immediately lays down to take a nap. And she's like, what are you doing? He's like, killing time. And she's like, what am I supposed to do? And he, he's like, you'll figure it out. And then he covers his face with his broken watch or whatever. And she walks by and she's like, your watch is broken. And it's like, oh, yeah, I remember Sarah. She's dead. Uh, eventually, though, uh, <laughs> yeah, Tess and your daughter, she's fucking dead, she's fucking dude. dead, you dumb idiot. Couldn't save her, could you? Somehow Tommy's ass keeps living. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Uh, then it's like, all right, cool. The guns are real. Let's get GTFO. They go out and they start getting outside of the quarantine zone. And there's a whole bunch of like uh, different things happening. Uh, they're out there going. There's, you know, the infected out there. Ellie's impressed to be outside for the first time. Uh, when they finally, 
Oh yeah. Well, when they're actually about to leave the quarantine zone, when they actually get out of the quarantine zone for the first time and they come through the water pipes and there's people up there looking for them, uh, they actually come through and get, they get, uh, uh, captured real quick and they get put down they test everybody and everybody's clear, clear. And then, uh, Ellie knows she's going to ring infected because she's infected spoilers. and she turns around, and stabs the dude, and then it all pops off and they all take them all out. But then Tess picks up, she's like, holy fucking shit. And tosses it to Joel. He's like, Oh fucking Jesus. No, <laughs> she's infected. How's that possible? <laughs> and Ellie's like, no, I'm not infected. I can explain. And she opens her arm and she's like, this bite is weeks old, three weeks old, I think. She's and they're yeah. like bullshit. You turn every turns in a couple of days, you would already be showing signs and stuff. Like, no, you're this is you're a lying fucking piece of trash. And she's like, no, I can pr- like look, it's this and it's like it's real, it's real, and I'm fine. Like one end of turn, look, it's already healing and shit like that. And they're like, ah, we don't fucking know what to do. Well, we got to keep moving on. And like you know, Tess is like kind of wants to believe but can't believe but wants to believe. And so uh, they then keep on going and uh, yeah, uh, they're going and they're going and eventually yeah, they drop into a thing right and it's we fight a bunch of infected. We introduce we introduce the concept of the different stages of infective where there's runner. Well, they're first off. There's the ones who are still being taken over. They sit there and they just moan. They're doing that shit right because it's them. You're. I talked to Neil about this back in the day. Like it's them. You're inside still. You're still alive. You're, you know that you've lost the ability to control yourself and you're there as this fucking thing is taking over your consciousness. I think in those might be the, that's, I don't I always kill them before they do anything that I don't think that's the start of a runner, but then there are runners that run around and do stuff. Uh, then there's the clickers who are the ones like, and they like fucking run at you. Yeah. Yeah. They got the really hard uh, exoskeleton. They don't have eyes. They can't see. Exactly. They echolocation like bats. Um, uh, so anyways, uh, Joel and Tess and Ellie are making their way through, making their way downtown, walking fast. Mm-hmm. Collectors pass. It's their homebound. And at some point, I believe it's in here, right, in this whole thing, Special. they go in and they introduce the concept of spores, of course, which are the things that are like, you know, that'll infect you if you breathe them in. But in, they put on masks. Ellie doesn't. It actually fall by accident, I think. And then they notice, like, oh, fuck, she's, she's not lying. Like, she got bit yeah. and... This actually proves the fact that she's fine. And so uh, I think that's where it happens. Uh, but they keep going. They get to the the Boston Dome, whatever, the Capitol building there. Find all the fireflies dead. Uh, Tess starts to just lose her fucking shit. And Jill's like, what the fuck, man? Why do we care so much about this? And she's like, clearly she's it's real and she's the cure. And we, she's like, you have to do this. And he's like, why so much? And she's like, I got And Ellie figures it out. She goes, she, oh, she's bit. And she pulls it out. And she's like a bit. And like, Joel's like, oh, fucking God damn it. And Tess is like, no, like there's something here between us. Or th- this means something enough to us. Like they've clearly fucked, but they don't love each other. You know what I mean? It's a lot. It reminds me a lot of Nick and me. They mm-hmm. fucked, but they don't like love each other. It's not that passion. But they're no, like, Greg, they, it's, it's the opposite with us. We love each other. And one day we're going to fuck. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and, you know, they've been partners forever in this smuggling ring. Look, they've bless, been smuggling look, at blessings face. look at Blessing's face when we say things like that. And he lets it slide. He's gonna get, he, One of these days, he's going to call Listen, us out. I'm not going to get I'm not gonna in, get in between all this. This is between you two. <laughs> That's fair. That's and so fair. she's like, you got to see this through. You got to do this. Take him to Tommy, your brother. He used to be a firefly. He's out there He'll in uh, uh, Jackson, Wyoming. He'll know what to do. He'll know how to get him get in contact. And Joel's like, no. She's like, you have to fucking do it. And then, like, people start showing up. And she's like, you got to fucking go. Like, I'll stay here. I'm not going to be become one of them fucking things. I'm going out gun blazing. And so we run away and you share, but she doesn't yeehaw, but she gets killed. Uh, and then it's like, oh no, she died. And so then like you and Ellie keep on moving out of Boston and doing your thing or whatever. And you know, there's more people you kill. You're sneaking around, you're breaking stuff. Ellie's throwing stuff. Uh, your idea here though, is that you're going to go to Bill's town. Bill has a town he's holed up in. Bill is a man who can get things and has things and he owes Joel favors. So we're going to go there. We're going to get a car and we're going to go see Tommy in Wyoming. Super quick trip just across the country no big deal 
And uh, Ellie's like, cool, whatever. Sorry about Tess. And Joel's like, don't fucking talk about her. <laughs> you know, you haven't earned any right to talk to me, little girl. And, and Troy Baker's like, me haw. And so you guys get going and you eventually get to Bill's town and it's all fortified and there's all these traps and stuff. It turns out Bill's like, not, he's just, he doesn't trust people. And Joel's technically never actually been to Bill's town. Bill's always come to them, but they do have a relationship. Uh, eventually though, we get there, we get saved uh, by Bill when we're fighting some clickers and stuff. And uh, he pulls us into a room, but Bill being the precocious old man he is, doesn't trust anything and so he handcuffs ellie to a pipe and then he puts joel down at gunpoint and starts looking for bites and ellie's like i ain't about this life and she breaks the pipe off and she turns around and hits him in the arm and he's like god damn it and then joel settles the whole situation he's like calm down motherfucker you owe me and ellie's like you owe some favors and he's like i don't owe you shit joel and he's like yeah you do and he's like all right i guess i do owe you some shit and he's like okay and so they need to just get a car and get out of here. And he's like, oh, fucking car. Why didn't I think of that? It's easy as hell. I'm fucking Bill and I'm angry about everything. And so it turns out that there's another section of town where he doesn't have any working cars. Uh, there's another section of count- town, though, where the military was driving by and they got overrun by some clickers and they drove into a gym. And so if you go there, there's probably a battery in that car that we can get and then put it into one of the trucks Bill has. and You get on your happy little way and get out of my fucking town. And they're like, deal. Cool. Let's do it. And so then like Ellie picks up a porno mag. Well, we don't know that. And then they go to the gym and they open up the thing and I oh, fuck the battery's not here. And then there was a callback that Bill had a partner. And like that, that was like, oh, he, we had already heard that he had a partner that he's gone, that they don't work with anymore. And that's one of the reasons he was talking about where's Tess. And he kept asking about Tess and Joel was getting real testy about it. <laughs> uh, they get there though. And there's no battery. Good one, Greg. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> you get there. There's no battery. And he's like, ah, fuck no battery. Somebody must take it. And then all these clickers start running in. And this is where one of the bloaters runs in. And this is our first introduction to the bloater who can like take off these cordyceps like bombs and throw them at you. And they go off and you get all choky. And he's just really vulnerable to fire. So you just run around and burn them real easy and get them done. You climb up the bleachers and you get out. Um, and then it's like, cool, we're going to keep going through this town. And as they do that, we eventually come across a, a house we walk into where there's a person who has hung themselves. It's a guy in Hawaiian shirt who actually turns out is bill's former partner who actually is bill's former lover uh when he said partner and got choked up talking about earlier he was trying to you know bring up the fact that he wasn't not trying to actually he kind of stumbled into the fact that he was gay with this guy and like that that was their whole thing and like yeah i don't think you understand he's not joel this texan and granted what it's 2033 we're not sure how progressive they're going to be and he doesn't understand too and bill what do you know about him other than he looks like he should be on sons anarchy anyways he's like only my part my former partner would wear a shirt that ugly they cut him down uh you you find the battery there you also find a note though from the partner who's like fuck you bill you fucking suck i always hated you and i'm glad you're gonna die in this town i thought i could get out but i couldn't it's like damn this is a thing and so on the way out of course bill's super depressed you can either give him the note and tell him about it or you can not give him the note and whatever and you know you bills but joel does have a great moment again where we see that he is sympathetic and understands the situation where he's like just so you know back there with your partner like that was a bad deal i'm sorry man and like bill's an asshole about it because bill's an asshole but whatever um we get in the car and ellie knows how to pop a clutch and we push it around and these fucking monsters keep running at us but we keep pushing the truck and eventually we jump in and go on our happy little way uh bill gets out maybe that's where we say goodbye to him and they're like all right cool uh we then are driving on the road. Uh, this is, you know, some infamous uh, Last of Us cutscenes going on here. Uh, this is where Ellie reveals she stole, stole the pon- p- porno mag. Talks about how does he even walk around with that thing, it, it, referencing a giant dick, Nick. Oh, I got it, Greg. Okay, just make sure. And why these pages <laughs> stuck together? And Joel's like, uh, uh. And she's like, I just fucking, I know you, idiot. And she tosses it up. Then he's like, come up here and, and take a nap. She's like, I'm not even tired. She falls asleep immediately. 
we have a, a camera cut to her being asleep in the car. Uh, this is then the infamous cutscene of them uh, driving down the road, and the way is blocked by cars, and like fuck, and they go down an on ramp, and the guy comes, up, he's like, oh, help me! She's like, we need to help that guy, and Joel just has that great line of like, oh, oh he ain't even hurt, and just accelerates yeah, into him. So and I was like, oh, and then the last second pulls out his gun, so good. and then it's a huge thing of us fighting a whole bunch of people trying to take us down. Uh, this Known is the, the this hunters, the, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Cool. It's really cool. Yeah, uh, this is the one like infamously was the first thing I ever played of The Last of Us, uh, where like you know you, you want to slam that guy's head into the fucking glass in the convenience store and all that shit. And, like, he's trying to, yeah, exactly, exactly. And like what we were talking about on PS, I love you right the other day, bless of like people are like, oh man, The Last of Us Part Two looks so violent. I'm like, Last of Us Part One was really violent. It was just a PS3 game, so it didn't look as good. <laughs> you you yeah. know what I mean? Like this has always been brutal and gruesome and fucking grotesque. Um, you kill all these clowns, though, and you keep moving. And, yeah, there's hunters all over it. As you're moving through the town, you at one point see another couple get gunned down. They're clearly not – they're in a similar situation either. They just kind of ran into this area, and now all hell's breaking loose. Um, as you advance, though, you eventually run into Henry and Sam, uh, a, a big brother-little brother combo that is out here uh, trying to work as well. They were with this group of people. They got here. They got separated. They've been getting picked off. Uh Sam and Henry are trying to make their way to uh, the Fireflies, uh, just like we are, of course. And so, you know, we go through, and as Nick and I know, they eat some fucking beans. And let me tell you, the Twitch chat was not happy <laughs> when they when all we wanted to talk about was these beans during these crucial story beats. Listen, man, uh, my heart is was beat out of me a long time ago. Okay, mostly by Tim. I'll just put it sure. that way. It's Tim's fault that I have no heart left. So we have some great moments here of. Um, really seeing the relationships uh, start to take uh, to be built and how much everybody means to each other. Um, there's the, obviously the moment of them being on the run from the, the military truck, like with the turret gun. And when Joel and Ellie get separated, like Joel falls down when the truck's about to come down he's trying to climb out of something and Sam and Henry are, uh, yeah. Hold on. Henry, Sam, Sam, Henry's the older brother, right? Sam's the little brother, I believe, right? And Wait a minute, Greg. Hold on. Yeah. What just happened here? Did I'm you trying. I can picture all the. Yeah, I can picture the character, and I'm pretty sure he goes. Say it how we would yeah. say it to be like what, what, what name? Yeah, Henry's Henry's the older brother because I can. I remember Sam being yelled more than yeah, Henry. Sam, I believe Sam was the, the younger brother. Nailed it. Crushed it. Yeah. Killed it. See, you can make fun of me all you want, Tim, but when I go Stop up here, I find fun. the information. All right, you yeah. go up here, it's just fucking gerbils. Henry's 25, and Sam is 30. Sam's the younger kid. Yeah. So yeah one point they get separated and joel falls down leaving the three of them where they could be to safety and run and leave him for dead uh instead ellie hops back down it's, it's like we're in this together uh you guys of course get through it run away um you get as you're running from these people though you fall into the water and get washed away joel gets knocked out um when we come to we're on the beach uh sam and henry are reunited with us uh joel goes to punch er, yeah he knocks down uh henry and uh is like gonna shoot him and, and henry being the fucking badass he is sam's like he don't Sam put it down. He's not going to, and he won't break eye contact with Joel. He's like, he's not going to do anything. He's just mad. Everything's fine. It worked out the way you left me to die. You got out. Okay. I knew you could. And he, he does the classic thing of like, I had to protect my brother. What would you have done if roles were reversed? And Joel kind of calms down a bit. Um, this is where we run into the great story of Ishmael, uh, the man who had been out at sea on his boat, brought his boat in uh, to the uh, the dock or whatever. He's like, I got to fucking take a chance at this. And through environmental storytelling of finding letters and seeing it all, devolve in their little uh water shelter there or watershed shelter they're in uh we find that it didn't go well but ishmael was sick of being alone and had invited some people to start a community which went well for a while until clickers invaded and killed everybody and then people had to start blowing their brains out and killing kids in the fucking playroom as well so they didn't see any of this shit um 
We get all the way through that, though, and at one point, Sam, Sam picks up a little uh, toy, too, like a Transformer Gobot kind of looking motherfucker. Um, this isn't really key to the story. just interesting. Um, then they get back to HQ, um, and that's when they want to eat some more beans. Uh, and uh, Sam's down, and nobody really knows why, and Ellie tries to cheer him up because they've been hitting it off. They've been tossing blueberries in each other's faces. They've just been having a good old time, kids being kids, you know what I mean? Some good old-fashioned American fun out there in the pandemic. <laughs> And uh, Sam's all like, I'm counting peaches. <laughs> and Ellie's like, all right, fine. Fuck, man. I just wanted to hang out and talk about your blue toy, but fuck you. Um, she leaves and it turns out wah, wah, Sam was bitten. So like, oh, fuck, you know, this shit's about to pop off. So, so the next morning, morning, I played the game. That sound effect is not in the game. So then, yeah. So then like uh, the next morning, Sam's, uh, you know, infected body. Uh, yeah. So this is, yeah. So runners are just the early infected who are fighting. Uh, attacks Ellie, gets her down. Uh, Joel tries to shoot him. Uh, you know, what a good Henry. scene. Huh? So oh, I yeah, just saw this. I just watched this scene yesterday. It was, yeah. it was one of those ones where I was like, God, they did it. Like they knew what they were doing with these cutscenes. And so yeah, Henry shoots before Joel can get his gun, and he's like, "I gotta stop this. I have to stop this, Henry." Like Sam isn't Sam anymore. Blah, blah blah. He's like, "He's my brother." And Joel's like, "Oh, the hell with it," and goes to get his gun, and there's one shot fired, and it's uh, Henry shooting Sam. And so then like there's this moment of, <laughs> and like yeah, Henry turns the gun on Joel. He's like, "Is your fault? Is your fault?" He's like, "It wasn't my fault. This is one of his." He's like, "Just put the gun down." He's like, "Ah!" And he just turns and shoots himself without any hesitation and kills himself so and, fast. What, yeah, exactly. like, what a fast. fucking powerful scene like this this to me is an example and i don't want to cut you off too much here no. greg but uh from the the marine the the marines little the marines i don't know why i'm saying that the the armored truck that's like shooting people yeah. down like shooting them down or the that whole thing could have been like an uncharted style action scene where it's like you're running away from the camera crash bandicoot style whatever it's yeah. not it's done in a way that makes it a lot more real and grounded which is what this game is and lead that leading into this scene of henry just dealing with it and then immediately shooting himself like how quick he does it yeah. it's like it hits harder and it makes you feel like you're part of this experience more than like any like quick time event ever could the one yeah. the one question i have about this scene is that did sam have a room to himself like during the night like was it just him in that room and were the other three have like sleeping in the other room because that i feel like that's a weird like split you would think that Henry and Sam are sleeping in the same room. This is the thing that bothered me. And I know it's like a very little thing that doesn't really matter to the, to the story, but solid point. That's the thing I've been thinking about a lot. The I think fact that this kid got his own room. I just played it what yesterday or two days ago. And like, I felt like the space we were in was big enough that they honestly could have all had their areas, their own areas. Wait, it's not that they were sleeping in different rooms. They could have slept in the same room. He was sleeping too long, which is why they sent Ellie in. Oh, Okay. So he could he could have been in there and it could have just been happening like over the last gotcha. hour. Yeah, but I feel like we, Tim, we've shared hotel rooms together. And if I got up in the morning and you were like growing fungi and like bleeding out your eyes, I'd be like, mm, I, I noticed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because my my impression mm. that is was that it happened overnight and that like he was just in there the whole time, um, yeah. being infected. But I think that does make sense if they like woke up earlier and they were just hanging out in the living room and then like that was like the point like an hour yeah. ago where he turned. Yeah, that, that would sense. make sense um with them dead it's on to tommy's or whatever uh they we this i think is i could be wrong on this one this is the first time jump where it's like well not time jump that's not correct it's the it's the the next season uh shift is that right Right. is that right we go to fall here yeah so it's fall now um and we are approaching the is hydroelectro dam outside of uh jackson wyoming in jackson county uh outside of jackson wyoming and uh you know you have to move a whole bunch of stuff around some puzzle solving here of you know how to get this thing up to cross this thing and joel's got to go underwater and whatnot um as you go as well yeah you know um 
we start to see it start to the relationship again start to deepen and i think that's one of the you know underplayed moments or underplayed themes of the game obviously is like in the beginning when you know she wants to talk about tessie immediately cuts her off uh here she wants to talk about uh henry a bit like if this is i think it might actually be a side thing if you go the when you're going to the dam if you go back the other way and you find a little gravestone and a little grave joel's like oh man no grave should be this small and uh ellie's like oh man i, I still have the, t- the stupid gobot i meant to put it as grave or whatever and then she starts to try to talk about it and joel cuts her off and she's like but i want to talk about this and he's like I, what is the point of talking about it like they're dead they're gone this is how it works in this world we don't there's no reason to look past in the past you have to look in the future in the present you're gonna die She's like, I guess you're right. Um, we advance and w- with the idea of cutting through the power plant to get to Jackson. And when we get to the door of the power plant, um, uh, Maria at the top of it in her group stops us and starts asking us questions, aiming down. And then uh, finally another guy up there goes, I can hold on. And he comes out and she's like, you know, this guy, and he's, he's my goddamn brother. Uh, they embrace. This is interesting, of course, because uh, when Tommy left to be a firefly, him and Joel had a huge fight about it in which he had told Ellie earlier, recapping this, that he never wanted to see his goddamn face again is what tommy told joel when he left uh but they embrace here and they're happy for a second uh we go through and get the rundown of what's happening here uh tommy's married to maria uh she's the leader of this jackson community uh they've come out here to this hydroelectric dam because it stopped working they've been working on it for i want to say a week right is that right it's yeah i think it's a week it's it's not that long but it feels like it's forever is what tommy says as he gives joel the tour uh maria and uh maria takes ellie to eat while joel gets the tour and sees what's up or whatever um as this is going on and we're exploring the whole thing eventually you know we meet the guys who are trying to get the fucking hydro thing turned on they get it turned on hooray and joel's like i need to talk to you in private tommy uh he goes into privacy with tommy and he explains of course that like listen, I got to get this girl to the fireflies. Like, you know, she's the cure. She, uh, we, we skipped all this, by the way. Uh, she, <laughs> the reason she's being exported out, right, is that she's immune to all the uh, cordyceps stuff. We're taking to the firefly to hopefully uh, synthesize, synthesize a cure out of her, like make a vaccine or whatever that will then like the Joker will spread like an aerosol all over the states. I don't know. I made that part up, but I hope that's how they're going to do it. Um, and so he's we're 37 she, minutes into this podcast and i think we are 50 percent through the game oh, this, it's all moving. it's all moving this is moving quick don't worry people are enjoying this They've no, the i love it I, i'm just making observations just making yeah, observations you want then you break your dick off if you try to stop me again all right i'm out of here <laughs> get it hard break it off <laughs> um just like in goonies anyways uh back to it uh oh yeah here, and uh th- yeah he's and tommy's like bullshit and he's and joel's like listen i've seen her breathe enough spores to take down a dozen men but joel adds the wrinkle here of like listen you gotta take her you take her you take her to the fireflies and tommy's like why and like joel's like i just do it all right you have to do this for me like it's up to you to do it kind of thing um at one point in the before this conversation too uh tommy tried to give joel a photo of him and sarah that had been in the house in texas uh tommy had gone back to texas like last year or whatever and he had been holding on to it joel rejects it and does not want it tommy's like okay um and then they get all this stuff of like i don't is this really what it's all about like i don't know yada 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 and tommy's like not sold on this idea of like why why do you want me to take it they're your boys i haven't seen them in years what are you talking about while this conversation's happening oh actually no uh joel shoves tommy up and it's like, like they get to like an altercation here because uh tommy calls him out on like i don't owe you anything like you know my my years with you meaning 
the years between outbreak day and where we are now were the worst of my life. Like I, we did things, unspeakable things. We did horrible things. And it's all your fucking fault, Joel. And Joel's like, I kept you fucking alive. Like I taught you how to survive kind of thing and shoves him up. And, and they, it settles for a second time. He's like, this isn't fucking Boston anymore. If you do that again, like you're going to be in a world of pain. Cause like I fucking run things. Like I'm, the, I'm the first man of this presidency. I don't know. Like yeah. <laughs> Mario, make sure your balls are cut off and fed to Tim. And so Joel's like, mm. and then while this happens, siren goes off. He's like, what's that? He's like, intruders. So we run out and there's a whole bunch of uh, fuckos who are here and are trying to take down the dam or whatever. We fucking clean these guys' clocks. We just beat the shit out of them senseless. You know what I mean? And eventually, though, we're reunited uh, with Maria and Ellie. And Joel runs over to Ellie and very much in the father-daughter way. He's like, are you okay? What happened? Are you And she's like, oh, yeah, it was this. It was great. And this. And I took this guy out. You'd be so proud. And Tommy has this thing over there where he looks over there and is like, I get it. God damn it. All right, I'll do it. I'll take her because clearly you're falling in love with this girl. This girl starts too much. This girl, this girl reminds you too much of Sarah. That's why you can't do this. And she's like, all right, I'll do it. I'll take it. I'll take her or whatever. And so uh, Ellie, he overhears all this of like, oh yeah, like I'll, you're, I'll take her for you. And is like, what the fuck? But we don't see her say what the fuck, but we know that's what she would say or whatever. And so uh, she bounces, she runs away and they're like, she ran away and she took a horse. And everybody's like, ah, fuck. And Joel and Tom are like, ah, fuck, let's go get her. So they ride off to get her. And of course there's a bunch of bad guys we got to kill along the way. And I think there's probably some mm, clickers here too and are infected or whatever. Uh, eventually we meet up, we get to a house where the horse is parked outside. We go in the house, we come upstairs and we find Ellie reading a girl's diary. She's like, is this really all uh, girls had to be worried about? was boys what shirt went with what skirt and going to the movies like this is fucking ridiculous and she's like what the fuck's your problem like wh- why would you run off like that and she's like what the fuck do you care and it's this whole and finally she's like listen everybody i've ever cared about is dead and you're the only person the only fucking person who hasn't abandoned me and like shoves them and now you're trying to push me off onto tommy like fuck you or whatever and then she drops the bomb of when you left me to go get a sandwich with Maria, Maria just fucking told me everything. So I know about Sarah and I, and Joe cuts her off and you're walking on some mighty thin ice there. And it's fucking dope as hell. And he's like, <laughs> we don't fucking talk about Sarah. We don't say the S word. <laughs> and so like, he's like, you're, I don't care. You're, 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 he goes, you're right. After she goes through this whole soliloquy, right? Like, you're right. You're not my daughter. And I sure as hell ain't your dad or vice versa. Um, so we, they go back outside. They ride back to town. We get a, a cutscene playing out. It's very beautiful. And then when we get back to the overlook of Jackson, uh, Joel is like, Ellie, give Tommy the horse and get on with me. Like, I'm, I'm going to take you. Uh, we have to go to Eastern Colorado University. Go Bighorns. Um, we got to go out there and we got to find these fireflies that Tommy told us about. And like, I'm not going to leave you behind. And I was like, <laughs> she, like, you remember Batman and the Justice League gift? <laughs> Superman comes back. That's Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> so they ride uh we jump again now or we we maybe this is the time the jump to fall it doesn't matter it doesn't matter but we ride up and joel's explaining football to ellie which is very cute or she's actually re- reciting it back we get to the uh we get to the university we're looking for the science building that's a mirror building uh you know we go through a bunch of shit as usual we're turning on generators we're climbing up things we're pushing around dumpsters eventually we get into the building nobody is there we find a recorder from the last firefly who was on watch duty up there like well everything sucks and i'm gonna die now so i'm gonna leave this if you want them you gotta find them in salt lake city like all right salt lake city not so bad what's that another fucking one of these fuckos is here trying to kill us again all right i don't know why these motherfuckers always come when we're around i'm like all right let's go kill these guys so we start killing these fuckers and at some point we're going to open a door and the dude bursts out of the door and he push he gets joel up against a rickety old awning he's like railing he's like i want to fucking kill you and joel's like yeah fuck you are fucko and the thing breaks <laughs> and they fall. Fuck you are, fucko. 
I can write dialogue for this game. You could. Neil, are you listening? Neil Druckmann, why aren't you using me? The fuck you are, oh fuck out. <laughs> they fall on a piece of rebar. It goes right through Joel's side. It's just fucking brutal. Just fucking brutal. Like, uh, through him. Now, yeah. here, here's – I want to stop you again here. Like, it, this being a spoiler cast of – of last of us and kind of just like the storytelling of it especially now seven years later after playing this game i feel like even yeah. at the time it was kind of well-worn territory in terms of apocalypse stories zombie stories um you know twist this change that whatever like so many things that happen so many story beats like we've seen before in walking dead which is even referenced directly in this game multiple times but it something that is crazy to me is uh now knowing things that happen like in walking dead like yeah. with like rick with rick's like what ends up happening with Rick in the TV show is like the exact same thing that happens to Joel here where he like falls on something and gets like the pipe put right through him. And it's just like, yeah. it's crazy how for some reason it seems like so many of the, the, the good, um, I didn't mean to use quotes that the actual, the good uh, storylines when it comes to these like post-apocalyptic, like dealing with infected type stuff have such similar kind of bases all the time and, and plot beats and moments and characters and you know like interactions because it's like there's something core about that i don't know what it is but like there there must be something that yeah it's like it always cool, comes back cool. to the same stuff yeah yeah it, i think when you start taking away technology and scaling the world back but having the relics of our world you start everybody starts playing in the same sandbox which is like why i would think things start to funnel a certain direction yeah and you see people running into the same ideas concepts actual like plot beat moments and stuff like that even you figure like and i because I, 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 I at no point would ever sit here and tell you that i think naughty dog's copying telltale right but like even like the way walking dead season one of the game went right of being lee to in clem and then season two being now i'm clem right we see that now with and granted you played as ellie in the first game for a bit too in the dlc as well but it was like that weird handoff like you're teaching you're, you're we're we're teaching this surrogate right and then taking control of the surrogate in the sequel carl yeah i think huh? i think for me it's just good storytelling right which is that it's less about like don't get me wrong game mechanics and 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 sneaking through the worlds and fighting the infected and all that stuff is fun and the puzzle solving elements are fun too but the, the at the heart of why this game is great is it because it does give you those it puts you in those choice moments where you have to choose between like the, like the moralistic tales, all that stuff. And that's the same level of storytelling that Telltale brought to Walking Dead and what they brought to the the show, which was like, like you 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 always they, there's something kind of sad and but fulfilling about having a character put in a in a lose-lose situation where they have to pick between the lesser of two evils. And that just kind of mirrors some of the struggles in real life. There's just, just good storytelling. Yeah. For me, like the the Joel falling moment and, how, and him being essentially impaled for me was the moment in the game where I was like all right, I'm curious on where this is going to go. And I know yeah. Greg is going to recap the rest of it, but like seeing how immediately the, the rest the rest of the scene plays out and is like, oh, yeah, Joel. Okay, Joel's making it. And like the more and more you go, the more and more, the more and more as a player, you're like, I don't know if Joel's making it. And then you get to the next chapter and, and things go on. But this, while re rewatching and re experiencing the game over the last couple of weeks, this was the moment for me where, where it kind of reminded me like why The Last of Us is as great as it is. Like I've been talking about this on PS Love You that replaying the game is one of it's 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 been interesting to see like what elements of the game feel very 2013 and then what what elements of the game still feel like they're ahead of their time like the game still looks beautiful the the dialogue is still is still great the cutscenes are still awesome um but it's been one of those things where the more and more I, I i've played it over the weeks the more and more i've been like oh man like i maybe i like god of war better better than this and i kind of still stand by that but 
that for me, Joel, Joel falling and getting impaled and everything that happens from that, from then on was the reminder of like, Oh yeah. Like they, they, I like, like they figured out how to make such an interesting story from such, from, from subject matter that feels well, um, like well traveled through, yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah well worn. Right. Like, yeah. like we know what a zombie story is. We've had discussions on previous game, ca- games cast, uh, with, with Emron, especially on our, um, controversial, controversial opinion games cast talking about tropes and how like, yeah, like last list is pretty tropey as far as like zombie tropes go. Um, but yeah, like when, even when you pull, when you pull in like the main character getting impaled thing and then like, whether, are they going to live? Or are they not going to thing? Like, I think the last list does such a good job of playing with those tropes. And even though like, it does feel like well-worn territory, they, uh, they keep it fresh and interesting and, and attack it with such a quality that I think maintains like the masterful level at which this story is told. Here's my question, because yeah, when Imran was talking about a con- controversial game opinions, I knew we would get into it on this or whatever. Is The Last of Us tropey? Like, I, I, I know we can say that. And I mean, yeah, oh, there's zombies and you're in this post about and like there's things we're referencing and stuff. But I don't I feel like a trope is like a crutch that you're using over and over again. And I guess like I, mean, I, I, I think I, when I, when in, I got in into the sense of tropey right. stuff, Greg, I think it's it's like the the cannibals. You know, it's like, of course, there's going to be cannibals. Of course, there's yeah. going to be hunters. Of course, like, it's funny that, like, you can look at the names of Walking Dead arcs in the comics and pretty much one for one okay. find them how how it, like, works here. But it's like, I think that tropes aside, it's like, it, at the end of the day, it's all about characters. Because it's like, sure. all these zombie stories, they're not about the zombies, they're about the humans. Yeah. And it's like, and- really, though, when you when you have a character like Ellie, like, I love the amount she says fuck. And that's such a sure. weird thing because it's so easy for that to be a crutch, for that to be something where it's just like, oh, like you, you're edgy and you get to say whatever you want. It feels like she's such a real character because like they commit to that, you know, and it's like they commit totally. to any the way that's she talks character. to everybody. She is that. And it's like I, I love that type of stuff. And to me, that's it's working with tropes to still like nail the storytelling, but really make you connect to the different characters. Yeah. That's like my main thing is that I don't necessarily think tropes are a bad thing. Like, unless it's one of those things where you're, you're, you're being tropey and also like uninteresting in how you, you tackle them. Like, you know, in, in any zombie story, yeah, you can predict, predict cannibals, you know, being a thing you can predict humans being the real threat. You can predict uh, a zombie story to tell an actual deeper story about how humanity can still exist in, in the worst of times. Like, I, I feel like there's so many things that Last of Us does where you can probably you can probably point to Walking Dead, like Tim was saying, or uh, I know there's like a lot of inspiration from from The Road. Uh, and you you can point to to plenty of different pieces of fiction to be like, all right, yeah, this is where Last of Us probably pulled this from. But I I don't think those are I don't think those are bad things by any means. Like I think you know in some points it could be like, all right, like I've seen this before. But for the most part, in the ways that The Last of Us tackles them, I especially in 2013, I feel like those things are are were fresh and still as i've been replaying the game and re-experiencing the game like for me still stayed fresh for those for the characters and the performances and like the ways in which those puzzle pieces come come together that make it feel like a a a bigger thing than than the than the i guess the different puzzle pieces right like it feels way bigger than the than the tropes that are at play uh it feels like yeah through the characters and through the storytelling all those stuff like that stuff comes together and, and works yeah, for me, it comes back to the old, like the story, like the writing concept of like, there are no original stories, just just different way, like finding a new way to tell the story. And I feel like this succeeds in that more often than it doesn't. 
Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's full of tropes, of course. It's a survival horror uh, genre. Like every survival horror genre is going to have that moment where you run through the little hole and guess what? Something's going to grab your fucking foot. You know it's coming. You know these things are coming. But it's okay. the fact that they're still impactful because you care so much about the characters that makes this a work of art. Okay. That all makes sense. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Um, Joel gets impaled. Uh, great moment here where Ellie hops down. She's like, oh, Jesus, God, what do we do? And he's like, move. And she, she's like, what? And he fucking pushes her and the door bursts open. You shoot from the floor and you can kill some uh, clickers. Uh, eventually, she pulls you up off the rebar. You're bleeding like a stuck pig. Uh, you can barely walk, but you need to fight a few times until Ellie start, takes over and you know really takes uh, control of the situation and starts killing people for you. Eventually, though, you get out. Uh, she gets you on the horse. You start to ride away. You fall over to the side. She hops down. Joe, Joe, you gotta tell me what to do. Uh, and then we cut to winter. Uh, when we come back, it's a money he gets hit with an arrow and it's ellie uh, here i think you know now obviously this is again seven years later but playing this back in the, the day i remember being at that moment of like playing and you know, like fuck is joel dead like you know yeah, what i mean did they really totally. kill joel and are we now switching is this a, a raiden or raiden like moment for metal gear um ellie uh kills this rabbit it's not a lot of food sees a buck shoots at the buck it starts bleeding and running away you continue to hunt the buck until you finally get to uh the buck's corpse and two people show up uh david and uh buddy boy as ellie keeps calling him i forget what his character name is it doesn't matter um there's sirens are on my end by the way um ellie is very much not trusting of these two people she keeps the bone arrow drawn on them at all time david is very much like hey man this is a chill situation huh it's james not that james thank you she calls him buddy boy uh and she and it's uh yeah yeah okay cool and she's and she's like he's like hey there's a bunch of food here we just want to trade for some of it with you is i'm sure you could use ammo clothes and she goes medicine and it's like oh joel's alive joel's alive jesus christ and he's like all right she's like you get me medicine and you can have the entire uh, buck and so he says to james uh go get two bottles of penicillin and a syringe and he's like really he's like go he takes off. Uh, David stays. Ellie's like, I'll need that gun. He's like, of course. Hands over the rifle. Um, he's like, why don't we drag this, go indoors, and dra- I'll drag the buck in there. She's like, all right, cool. He drags the buck in there. She never really lets it down. Uh, as they're in there just chatting a little bit, and he's like, oh, you know, like, he's like, they're catching up a little bit. Um, uh, infected roll up. Uh, David pulls a gun out of his ankle holster or whatever, shoots them. Uh, I was like, you had a gun? He's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's like, I, can I have my rifle back? She's like, no, you have a gun. You're fine. You fight off a bunch of infected. Uh, then you get on the run from the infected. You continue to be on the run from the infected for a while. There's a bunch of different arena battles and fights you get into here. Uh, I remember Nick really hating this one. I remember my first playthrough really hating this one too, where you get in there with the, the long hallway into like the work yeah. zone, into the elevated yeah. platform there. And you have to like manage how to do There's all a of lot of waves. Yeah, this exactly. is like one of the most uncharted moments of it. Totally. And that's, you know, what it is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing of like <laughs> better or worse. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to play this and like, you know, uh, to be playing this after two previews of The Last of Us Part Two. You know what I mean? The two big sections I did last year and then the, the two hours I just did uh, recently. It's so crazy to be like, holy shit. Is, are the, is that a different game? But no future spoilers <laughs> in terms of how they do all that stuff. Um, you eventually fight these people off. You're like, holy shit, we did it or whatever. You you go back to uh, the fire pit to just chill out and wait for James. And this is where David lays it all fucking out. And he's like, you know, I, I believe everything happens for a reason. And then he's like, I'm sure this is whatever the fuck you do. He's like, no, you don't understand. Like, you know, it's been a, it's been a particularly cruel winter. Uh, Nolan North just crushing it, by the way, here. You know what I mean? Once again, showing what an actor he is and what a schlub Troy is. You know, Troy yeah, always said, oh, Troy, here. Nolan North's like, I can do voices. I'm the penguin. I'm Drake. I'm David. Mm-hmm. To the point that I didn't know it was Nolan North. 
Oh, really? Until this playthrough, I did not know that. Like that, I don't know how. Did you look it up, or did did he say something that cued it for you? Uh, I watched the Last of Us documentary for the first Um, time after, mm -hmm. and I saw, and I saw him. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then now it's like you hear it, and you're like, "Oh, totally." But like, yeah, yeah, I remember being very confused because sometime after I'd played the game, probably like a couple years later, I saw somebody reference the fact that he was in the game, and I was like no that's troy and like i had to like look through and be like oh he played date like i did not realize that's crazy yeah and just uh, real quick because i'm here because i'm i was confused by this so you were saying that the voice of robert in the beginning mm-hmm. is the game of thrones guy mm-hmm. i definitely don't think so it's saying that the robin atkins downs so i'm looking at him like i was like wow Bron looks hella different with hair like this and then i'm like oh wait what am i thinking of? what's that actor's name robin atkin downs no 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 i know robin atkin downs i'm talking about the actor from game of thrones let me look. Peter Every stop is a full stop. We have a full stop. Yeah. <laughs> Boron is played by Jerome Flynn. All right. Who seems to have never done a video game. Hmm. Hmm. I'm literally putting Jerome <laughs> Flynn, Last of Us. He's the image there, and it says Robert, Last of Us. Uh, he bear. Oh, maybe I did fuck up. He bears an uncanny. Hold on, Control F, Control Find and thing. He bears an uncanny resemblance to Game of Thrones actor Jerome Flynn. But I guess there we not. go. Okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> so my he does look like him, and it it is. He looks like movie. him. Maybe your own voice actor does Jerome Flynn needs to like get a lawyer because this is uncanny. These guys look exactly like. <laughs> to be fair, I am, I am reading a Reddit thread from five years ago right now that says today I learned that Braun from Game of Thrones is in the last list and it's a picture of Robert. And so Greg's not the only one who made this the, this he connection. Also, he also kind of looks like the. So guy this is like a Mandela effect, right? Where I'm like, I'm positive this is the fact, and it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> oh my god, it's so funny. Anyways, here we are. It's winter time. David's here. He's giving it all up. He's like, "Hey, there was a a man." Well, first off, I, I apologize to Robert. I've met Robert many times. I knew he's in the game. I just totally messed that up. Um, yeah. So David lays it out, of course, that like there's a man and a, a little girl picking off our fucking people and killing all of our people. And I think it might be you and this guy. And I was like, and Ellie understand what's up. She gets up. She holds him at gunpoint with the rifle. And David, never taking eyes off her, is like. James, put your gun down. And Ellie turns, and sure enough, James has been there. He puts the gun down, puts the gun down. He's, she, he's like, give her the medicine. And he's like, what? And he's like, give her the medicine. Uh, and he gives her the medicine, and, and she, I forget what he says or something. Uh, David says something good as a one-liner, and Ellie gets the fuck out of there. Ellie rides back now to where she's got Joel holed up in a basement or whatever. Uh, she puts the horse in the garage. She goes downstairs, and we see that you know she had done a really the best job she could stitching Joel together uh, where he got impaled. Uh, she gives him the injection of penicillin or whatever. She's like, you know, you're gonna make it. She sleeps next to him. She wakes up because uh, there's noises outside. Of course, these people tracked her back to her camp. Um, She's like, I got to get him off our trail, Joel. I'll be back. She runs out to the horse. She gets on the horse. We ride out of the town on the horse. Uh, bad guys are jumping on us from David's crew, trying to get us off the horse. You fight them off. You go. Uh, eventually, you get off the horse. and You got to fight. Or you see the, the the ways over there. You get off the horse. You fight your way through, blah, blah, blah. But eventually, yeah, you get knocked out. Uh, you wake up uh, in David's camp now. In You're like a, a, in a, a cell, a cage or whatever. Um, this is where David goes even further into it. He's hacking up a body right now because, yeah, as we said, trophy, they're cannibals. Um, she gets up. 
Uh, he offers her food. He he swears it isn't. It's just deer. I believe him. He, he, she starts eating and calls him an asshole. All these different things. He she won't give him any information um, as to who she is or what's going on. He's like, what am I supposed to tell these people? She's like, I don't fucking care. Eventually, she breaks his finger, and he's like, Ah, oh, goddammit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yelling. Breaks stuff. his finger while he's very, very creepily like implying that yeah. he wants to have sexual yeah. relations with her. He's like, you're, yeah. you're like you're special, essentially, and then caresses her hand, which is the thing oh, yeah. that I only caught this playthrough. For some reason, I've missed this my last two playthroughs. And I caught it this playthrough, and I was like, oh, God. Like, I got, yeah, it's, like, it's the goal. The, the, goal. The, the plan here is that, yes, he will be a, a, she will be a bride of David kind of thing. Yeah. Um, She breaks his finger, though, and, he, and then he's, he's all pissed off at it. She's like, Ellie. And he's like, what? You, you can tell everybody the girl who you can tell my, the, the the my name's Elliot and I'm the girl who broke the little girl who broke your fucking finger. And he's like, what did you say? Chop you up in little pieces. Meh. And he leaves. Uh, we cut back now to Joel waking up. And he's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> this penicillin <laughs> just kicked in, man. I can see through time. <laughs> uh, he, you know, gets out of there. He's still moving slowly, though. But you find that, yeah, uh, Ellie's gone and there's a whole bunch of bad guys here. Um, we, I'm just going to, I, mean, I think we might fight people. We might not fight people. We just immediately knock these two do- dudes down and then drag them in, tie them up. Uh, you separate them. You have the map, and you ask the guy, like you know, on the map, show me where the fucking thing is. And he's like, "I'm not telling you." Shit. <laughs> Stabs him right in the fucking knee. He's like, "Ah!" He's like, "I'll pop, I'll pop your knee right off." Tell me where the fuck they are. And he takes the thing and like marks the map or whatever. And he's like, "I'm gonna go ask this guy or whatever to, to you know, make sure it's verified." He turns around though, and he chokes the guy who just gave the information, kills him, and he walks back over to the other guy who's like chained to the radiator, and he's just like, "The guy's like, I'm not gonna tell you a fucking thing." And he's like, oh, "Don't worry, I believe him." I believe him. Fucking hits him with a God, fucking metal pipe kills so him. good and this is when you're like all right joel's like a fucking fucking psycho hard ass badass he's seen some shit guy um which is like obviously we've killed dozens of people at this point but again like to see this like oh right like this is you you get the vibe this isn't his first time doing this it's similar to an understated line of right when after the ambush we were talking about earlier right uh from the truck when ellie's like how did you know that was gonna happen he's like i've been on both sides of it before like and, she, and she's you know she asks you if you, you have you kill a lot of people or whatever and he's like mm, whatever she's like that's a yes um anyways back to current timeline sorry uh david and uh whoever whatever bad guy maybe james i'm not even sure uh they have ellie down on the table now and they're, they're like you could have done this they you know take out the cage put her on the table like you could have done this easy way but you're gonna get chopped up now or whatever and uh she bites david and he's like, ah, you want? And he, she before that, he like goes up to kill, her and she's like, wait, wait, I'm infected, I'm infected. And like, fuck the fuck, you're infected. What are you talking about? And she's like, you're, I'm infected, and now you are too. It's like the fuck you are. What are we talking about? And they pull up her sleeve and see the bite there. And the other guy starts freaking out. He's like, that doesn't make any sense. And David's like, that doesn't make any sense. And they let their guard down long enough for Ellie to get the blade, knock, chop it into the other guy or whatever. Um, David's like, ah, fucking goddamn it. Uh, Ellie escapes, uh, then runs outside. It's a blizzard. Uh, you have to run around. It's a great scene, by the way. Anytime they yeah. use that ambient like blizzard, or there's a fire happening, and then all of a sudden it's subtle, but all you can't see anymore. It adds so much more to the tension. Uh, they, uh, you know, run all over. Not they. Uh, Ellie runs all over the place, eventually ending up at like a diner. Um, so then we're there as we try to leave that place. Uh, David appears, pushes us back in. Uh, he's got his, the machete now, and we get to a boss battle. One of the few boss battles in this game, kind of. Where- and I hate this boss battle. I, hate I it. love the story elements of it. The battle itself is very, it's obtuse of exactly what you're supposed to do. And like, it's one of those things where it, eventually it's clear. It's never fun. 
And I think that the gameplay elements, it's one of those examples of like, you don't do this stuff often enough for this to be fulfilling. But the biggest issue I had is that I had a glitch this time I played through. And it's been so long that I played that I didn't remember everything. So he's outside of the the cabin diner thing, right? Yeah. And like he's he eventually like he opens the door and comes in. And then the the boss fight boss fight starts, and eventually things start catching on fire, and the whole place is on fire, right? Mm-hmm. For me, what yeah. happened was the door never opened. He stayed outside. <laughs> cool. And eventually, the whole place lights on fire, and I'm just in here as it's burning, and I see him outside, and he's shooting. <laughs> Like the window, and I was like, "Come in!" Like, I need to kill you. Please come here. And I was so confused. I was like, "Why the fuck is?" And I died like three times trying to figure out what to do. And I had to end up having a hard reset. And then eventually, he just came in. I'm like, "Oh, okay." That's really funny. Uh, yeah. And so there's this, yeah, the battle here between uh, David and Ellie, where yeah, I agree with you again. It's like the only boss battle in the game outside of like the bloater, but I don't really count because that happened inside the world as you know it. Whereas this was this weird like. All right, you have to sneak and you have to crawl over these plates and this, that, and the other. And again, like I remember the first time being like, "What do they want me to do?" Whereas, and then now playing it again, it's still not fun because it is just like I kept it in the one area the entire time. Where <laughs> you just walk around you one corner and he goes there. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like, okay, I got him. He's done. Yeah. Uh, eventually, though, yeah. So you get the, you know, you keep hacking at him with your switchblade. Um, he eventually knocks you to the ground. Uh, the machete is just out of reach of you. Um, I forget if this is the trade-off right here, but I'm going to do it to you anyway. Uh, meanwhile, Joel makes it to town finally. It turned out the information was there. The blizzard's there. He's still sneaking around killing people too. Uh, eventually, he walks into a room and finds Ellie's backpack there. There's a whole bunch of kids' clothes and stuff too, even though we never see any kids in this place. Um, he then makes his way to the restaurant as well. Uh, back inside the restaurant, uh, you know, Ellie is pinned down uh, by David, who, what's he about to do? Um, she reaches over, gets the machete, though, turns around, knocks him down, or catches him in the arm, and he's like, ah, ah! He rolls over, and she just fucking goes to town, slamming oh, into his head town. over and over and over again. Oh, brutal. Joe runs up way too close for anyone wielding machete from overhead, grabs her, though, doesn't get hit. It's like, and she starts freaking out. He's like, calm down. It's me. It's me. Look, it's me. It's me. Ellie's very destroyed by this, this brutal uh, murder. And then also the fact that she was about to become some kind of weird sex slave. And is like, he, he, and she's like, I know, honey, it's over. Blah, blah, blah. It's okay, baby girl. It's a, yeah. That's a beautiful moment. Like the way that it, yeah. it, it mirrors uh, the beginning of the game with Sarah. But yeah. then also, like, I think that is like, that is a very pivotal moment for both of those characters in terms of their connection. Right. Because the whole, the whole, the point of the whole game is that as, as their journey goes, they're becoming closer and closer. Uh, yeah. and they're building that father bond relationship. And this for me was the point where it's like, all right, yeah, this is like the thing that seals it. Right. Totally. Like, yeah. like uh, Joel finally sees Elliot as a daughter in the way that he wants to protect her. Uh, yeah. And then like, I, as you get into the next chapter, you can you can already see like, oh yeah, they're totally. they have this relationship, like they're cool, like they're they're all the way there. And with <laughs> that, like that, it's funny to me that I think that th- there's about a, a 15 minute stretch of content here where it goes from like one of the worst examples of gameplay in the game with some of the best storytelling, followed up yep. with some of the absolute greatest reasons why video game storytelling is different than movies and interactivity matters where we have this whole scene of the the boss fight david dies they get connected we get the jump we get into the the giraffe scene and all that stuff and this one task that we've done a million times of trying to like do the boost up or whatever the way that it's interrupted is so fucking beautiful and movies can't do that yeah 
Yeah. And so, yeah, to your point, yeah, we are in Salt Lake City now. We are on, on, very close to the hospital as we continue to make our way there. Uh, it is made clear that Ellie is completely distracted, lost in her own head, her own thoughts. You know, Joel is trying to be the dad to her and ask her all these questions and engage with her. And she's just not hearing it, not in a dick way, just in a, she's a lot in her mind way. Obviously, she's been through a very traumatic incident and now their journey is very close to ending. Um, yeah, so she's clearly depressed in her own head, wrapped up and stuff. Uh, Joel boosts her up. She goes, oh, my God, you got to come see this. You get up there thinking it's going to be a clicker, a monster or whatever. And you follow along as the light's shining in beautifully and these shadows are going. And eventually, yes, you round the corner and it's a giraffe that you can walk up and pet. And then you go out to the next room with this overlook and you get to just sit there as long as, you know, as you want. I don't know how long, but it, you hit triangle and you can sit there for the most part as long as you want. And you just watch this, you know, uh, Nick, I'm sorry, what's a herd of giraffes called? Uh, gaggle, gaggle, gaggle of giraffes oh. make their way across this parking lot in this world that's been reclaimed by nature, and of course this zoo that they had referenced, you know, and, and signs and stuff that has clearly been overrun. The, mon- the monsters, the animals have now taken over the city. Uh, when you decide to break away from this beautiful, touching scene that did get me choked up, I remember on my first playthrough. I remember I paused shortly thereafter and went out to walk boarding, and I remember it, like it all catching up to me because I'd been like marathoning it all weekend to make it for whatever embargo it was at IGN, and I remember it being like I got choked up. I remember thinking how beautiful that was, and I was I was like all of a sudden where Ellie was. Uh, all right. So we're not. Yeah, hold oh, on. Oh, oh, from Google. It crashed. Okay. Oh no. You didn't see me. Yeah, we yeah. see. Yeah. Uh, well, we see your picture. Did it record? Yeah, yeah, no, it's still recording. Okay. We're actually recording this too. <laughs> cool. We're live streaming, right? So I yeah. mean, that's all. It's out there. Can I pick it back up? Uh, two seconds. Pop out. I wanted to show you guys that a group of giraffes is called a confusion. <laughs> Sorry. A confusion. It's a confusion. It's that's, not a gaggle. That's well, that's it's... confusing. Ah. It's not a joke. Yeah, see, you need to say hello, hello. Oh, great. Get all the good ones. Good job, Tim. <laughs> right now we see the Fuji. See, I'm seeing it's called a tower, okay. Kevin. Oh, a tower of giraffes. I just Googled it, so you, you're Guys, I'm seeing that Jerome Flynn is in The Last of Us. <laughs> That's hey, my, that is such a mind-boggling thing. I'm like, I was so sure. I was so sure that I'd run into that information somewhere. A uh, group of hyenas is called a cackle, which is pretty, pretty interesting. Pretty and a group of hippos is called a bloat. Makes sense. Rude. You know what a group of crows is called? A murder. Oh yeah, murder of crows. Murder was the case that they gave me. I'm also seeing you know tower. You know what a herd uh, of cows? Sorry, is we're good to go. We're good to go. All right, we're back. <laughs> yep. All right, everybody. So then, yeah, as I was saying, you saw this. I I almost cried when I was out there walking porty or whatever because I was in the same spot as Ellie of re- reminiscing on this trip that was about to end. However, very pivotally, that will you know aid to the debate. Uh, that I'm sure we will have on this show uh, as uh, Joel and Ellie go to leave the roof and go downstairs. Uh, Joel stops her and is like, you know, you don't have to do this. Like we can just turn around and go to Tommy's right now. Forget all this, go live our lives together happily. And Ellie, after a couple of lines says, what's most important. I feel like this can't all be for nothing. This mm-hmm. entire trip, everything I've gone through, all the murdering we've done, it can't be for nothing. We can't get here and not have this happen. I'm, you know, I'm here to restore humanity or whatever. They're like, all right, go. You go into the hospital. Or actually, I'm sorry, you go downstairs. Uh, you There's a little hooker crook. It's like your last run of infected through this uh, subway tunnel kind of thing. You eventually get onto uh, you know, your rickety platform over water. You're walking on top of a city bus. Joel falls through. 
Uh, Elihu, of course, can't swim and still can't swim, which is ridiculous, even though they're on water every fucking day, walking across country, plenty of time to teach her to swim. Uh, she jumps on top of the oh, bus. We to saw in the you. trailer for Last of Us 2, she learns how to swim. Sure, sure, sure. Or not the trailer, Good, yeah, the really helpful. Really would have been helpful, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Joel, she tries to help the door open for Joel, but the bus shifts. She falls into the water, uh, gets knocked around. Joel gets out of the bus, finally swims over there, finds her lifeless body underwater, gets her above water, drags her to the shore, starts do- doing CPR. And again, you want to talk about, you know, a callback to uh, the beginning of the game with Sarah, right? Where he's, come on, girl, come on, baby, come on. And he's doing the thing, like pumping on her chest or whatever. At this point, it, the fireflies are actually here. Two of them approach with guns drawn, going, hands in the air. And he's like, she's not breathing. And he keeps working on it. And he refuses to stop. And they eventually knock him out, hitting him on the temple with their guns. This, uh, this he, whole moment is like, I get it. And like in context, it's great. And like all those like, you know, it kind of mirroring the other moments we've seen throughout the game is great. But I do think that this was another, this story-wise, an uncharted moment where it's just like, I don't know that I needed this much kind of like, twist 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 like so close to each other like mm. i kind of wish that the giraffe moment would just segue to the end of the game a little bit cleaner without having this one more moment of like what's gonna happen is she gonna die here like it's just oh yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it's yeah a little too much like right too much of a roller coaster where i'm just like holy shit like let me breathe for one second that's kind of i mean if you want i mean we're critiquing the game and talking about it and stuff and like Obviously, I adore The Last of Us, uh, and I, I think it's a masterpiece. But like, if you want to like start talking about it, like it's still this thing of like, what a wholly unbelievable ending this is, where it's like they knock out Joel, and Ellie is also still knocked out. They bring her to and put her right into surgery. There's no conversation. She, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, wait, it's, like what? Like yeah. this whole thing seems like it could have been solved if you put them in the same room. They both woke up together and they sat down. Like, here's what's happening. You are the cure to humanity. We need to go into your brain. We need, which is what I would imagine to happen. Because again, when you talk about it with, um, um, God, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, the the oh, leader sure. of the Fireflies right now. Oh, not ta- uh, not Mar- Tess? No, Marlene. 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 Yeah. Uh, well, Marlene, you know, knows Joel. She gave him this job. She's there when he wakes up. They have a conversation. Like. It, and, he, and how hard this is on her because she made you know ellie's mom's these promises or whatever but like remember when ellie wakes up in the car after all this she goes what happened and joel's like uh we found the fireflies and turns out there's dozens like you and they're not even looking for a cure so from this interchange we're to believe that ellie even though she was breathing again after the water in this downtime never was conscious again and they just rushed her in there without ever talking to her and it's just like well, it's, it's I, I don't even think about that. It's believable I, if you knew if if it's the person that sent you on the mission that knew what was the package was, right? Like, why would you waste any time? Why would you even bother waking her up and resuscitating her? All you need is her is the cells in her brain, so just throw her ass into surgery. You're gonna kill her anyway, so who cares, right? But I mean, to to your point, that, that was, was new that was information a, to that was new information to her. Like when this all starts, she doesn't. Uh, and I'm doing. Uh, I want to say Maria. I got Maria on the brain. I'm sorry, Marlene. Marlene, fuck, why am I forgetting that? I know the character. I said Miranda earlier. Sorry. Because Marlene, when you go through the tapes and stuff, she talks about wrestling with this information. Oh my God, like we're, we're going to have to kill her to do this. Like this is yeah. new information from the last time she saw Ellie. So she has a relationship with Ellie. I just mm-hmm. find it wholly unbelievable that you would just be like, do it straight away. And I, I guess the Joel part, sure. He's, he's, I don't, if I was, you know, UPS man delivers me a chicken, I'm going to deep fry. I'm not going to explain to him, like, hey, I'm going to kill this chicken. Like, I get, I get that part of it, right? Like, and then, <laughs> Oh, my God. Sorry, let's dial this back. Do, do you oh get God. a lot of UPS deliveries of chickens? That's your you, know, I love a lot. you know I love that wings. a lot to, uh, to like, guys, take uh, in and process. I recently found out that you can still uh, transport chicks 
in the mail. So what he's actually saying makes a lot of Wait. sense. Thank you. Thank Kevin, you, Kevin. You, Thanks you, for being Kevin, did you figure this out from your sister? Yeah. Because the other day, your sister came up to me in the kitchen and handed me three chicks and was like, hey, hold these. And I was like, wait, what? And then she she gave them to me and then went you? out the room. No, they didn't. I never want to deal with this again. But are, I was you guys, very are, you, are you raising chickens at the house now? My sister's always house. had chickens. Really? God, that's Jen's dream. Jen wants that at our house. I get you some eggs. Well, not right now. We're fighting, so. Oh. <laughs> you and the chickens or you and Jen? <laughs> Who's fighting? <laughs> Him and his sister. <laughs> oh, here and his sister. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Fucking show is so good. <laughs> All right, so like, okay, so so so, so anyways, back to back on track, back on track, back on track. Uh, Joel wakes up and Marlene's like, "Hey, man, it's Miller time. Great job getting the package here." And he's like, "Cool, can I see her?" And she's like, "No, you don't need to see her. It's it's you got her here. Great job." And he's like, "I'd really like to see her." And she's like, "She's in surgery. It's gonna happen. She's gotta die. This is what it's always been." And Joel starts getting, "Oh, I'm grumpy, Joel." And she's like, "Listen, man, don't fucking do this." And he's like, "I'm gonna fucking do this." And she's like, "All right, dude, I'm out of here. Other dude, put him at gunpoint. Don't let him do anything crazy. Shoot him if he gets nuts." And everybody's like, got it. And so they start walking down the hallway and Joel's immediately like, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. He sees his backpack and he's like, that's all I needed to see was a backpack. And so he fucking stops and the guy's like, what are you doing? And he knocks the gun on me, turns around, he fucking ices this dude, gets his backpack. We got all our shit back. And so, yeah, we just run ruckshot over this hospital, just fucking killing every firefly we see, right? Because nothing is going to stop us from getting to our baby girl. Um, We go through, kill a whole bunch of people. Uh, I'll tell you what. And you know, you talk about uh, you know that I replayed it for this uh, Tim uh, at the beginning of the show. What's noteworthy is you know I, I, it's rare that I replay games, and since Last of Us, histor- you know, is well known for having notorious, I should say, for having a terrible fucking trophy list. I've never replayed The Last of Us since I originally played it. Like I've looked mm. at cutscenes and I've watched retrospectives and stuff, and I know it. Obviously, I've had millions of conversations about it, but I hadn't ever sat there and replayed it or watched me play it till nick was playing it all the way through and to get to that final run of enemies before the door and when i was like oh nick you're about to get your lunch eaten and the chat was like no just stick to the side and go and kill that one guy and you can walk by it was like such a backbreaking moment of what it's like to play a game before anybody else has it where that was like i remember that being like 30 to 40 minutes of me like screaming into a pillow of trying to kill everyone in that fucking room and just not having enough bullets and not having it and not having thought through it point just point of clarification i did in fact kill everyone on my second try on that one so no no i'm not talking about that room i'm talking about the last room before you open that door yeah, before you open the door right that's if you recall it's the one where you go around to the right and i eventually just killed everyone okay i mean we can watch the replay the, i was gonna I say one a couple day. times and you said sneak past that but i was like i'm a man and i'm gonna okay. wait for these guys to come to me okay. and we'll remember see. this was also the level that i discovered that the uh what's the little explosive uh, power Smoke sugar bomb. Smoke bomb yeah. was actually useful because <laughs> up to this point, I was like, this is useless. They should get this out of the inventory and put a brick in. Yeah. You didn't want more yeah. bricks. That is true. Uh, you burst through that door, though. Uh, let some guys go past you. Then you make your mo- move into the surgery room. You go in there and sure as shit, here's this fucking doctor and these two little nurses over there. Ellie out on the table. And they're like, what the fuck are you? Just kill all these people. You at least have to kill the doctor. Yeah, you can leave the neat nurses, right? But I'll tell you, I fucking killed everybody. Because I'm at this point, I'm in the same thing Joel say to God damn it. Marlene. 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 The same thing Joel will say to Marlene in a couple seconds is, you know, like, you just come back. You just come after her again, right? Like, I'm leaving nobody alive here. They've all got to go. 
I All right, at this point, Florida I got it. Florida Marlins, Greg. Florida Marlins. Got Florida it. Marlins. So you, I just love you, that Greg remembers the entire plot beat by beat by beat with, with very like accurate detail scary. and somehow doesn't, doesn't remember Marlene. Is it thing that's now for the record? I want you to know that like the real thing you can see me saving over the information in real time. Where in the beginning of the, mo- the show, I had no idea, I had no problem remembering Marlene. I remembered her well. And then as we've gone, it's just erase, erase, erase. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you get her off the table, you go down the elevator to where Marlene confronts you and is like, Joel, stop. Like, it isn't too late. We can still do this. We can save humanity or whatever. And Joel thinks about, it looks like he's thinking about it. He's not thinking about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so then we cut away and it's him driving. We see his hand and then we see his body and then we hear rustling in the backseat and it's Ellie waking up going, what happened? And like, oh yeah, there's dozens of them. They're not even looking for a cure anymore. It can't be done. And she rolls back over super sad as you would be too. Cause guess what? It was all for nothing. Uh, then we then cut back to see the ending where it is that he thinks about it for a second. And then no, just this great scene of having Ellie and just turning and he's got the gun underneath her legs and shoots uh, Marley and she drops. And then he puts her in the car and comes back. She's like, wait, you can, you can let me go. And he's like, you just come after her again. Ah, ice is her yep. so and then we're in the car and so you they drive back to tommy's place uh jackson uh we take control real briefly uh we're ellie in this one as we walk behind joel as he's making small talk as we are uh, heading our way uh back up to the overlook here to see uh jackson and once we get up there we go into another cutscene, the final cutscene where again you want to talk about like just dynamite acting especially for especially for a video game and why i think this game is so you know you know Ellie holding your fingers like as I do or anybody does when you have to have this uncomfortable conversation you don't want to have and ask some point blank like, you know, tell me everything you told me about the fireflies is the truth and or swear to me, swear to me. And Angel goes, I swear. And there's that great scene of her just, okay. And she, it's that, it's that okay you say to somebody when you know they're full of shit, but they're still lying to you and you can't prove it. So you're just like, okay, like I clearly love you and I don't know why you do this or what really happened, but okay. And it's fucking credits. Jesus Christ powerful now. every time yeah. <laughs> now let's let's jump into la- the left behind now this one's super fast Tim. this one's super fast left <laughs> behind of course is two things it's the prequel to ever uh meeting joel uh, you're playing as ellie and that's also the insert of what ellie was doing when joel was hurt and we had that downtime or whatever so this one picks up in the I, i'm gonna say current time but you understand how this works uh joel falls off the horse ellie gets him to a mall puts him in one of the shops and then goes out looking for supplies uh this triggers or at least runs co- uh, coincidentally with the how she got infected hanging out at a mall with uh riley her best friend riley of course left uh unceremoniously just disappeared from the boarding academy school she ellie was at and she was at um she returns one night for 45 or 46 days later she has become a firefly she has the pendant to show it and wants to have an awesome night with ellie basically like go out and be friends again and so she takes her to the mall where she has found out that the power isn't out everywhere they just flip the circuits so she flips on the circuits the mall lights back up we find out about winston and his thing they they shoot they drink some alcohol actually that might have been the comic book no, they drink alcohol here. They, right? drink, yeah. they drink alcohol here. They ride the carousel. You take some photos. You fuck around in the mall. There's this awesome scene of going into the arcade. And even though the turning, the game machine she talks about all the time is broken, uh, she uh, um, uh, 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 she Riley. Riley has Riley has Ellie close her eyes and then enact everything, and like the screen goes dark and like you see Great the reflection of the light. So I fucking powerful. And so awesome. well presented. Love seeing the health bars. Love seeing. Yeah. It's just it was so well done. Again, yeah. back to video games and acting and how they can tell stories and how far we've come, right? In, even in the photo booth, right? When the photo booth breaks, there's this moment of you can tell that there's something more than friendship there between Ellie and Riley. Oh, and yeah. neither of them know how to do what to do next. 
Yeah, going, going that, through it, I, I like I forgot like when's the moment where where they kiss, right? And yeah. Spoilers for a couple minutes after this, but like <laughs> I was I was like, oh yeah, when is the moment? And as they're in the the photo booth, I was like, oh, I guess this is the moment because you have that you have that thing where they're taking the photos. You can tell they're having a blast. You can tell that they're connecting. You can tell that there's something deeper there. And they stop and they finish and they they do that thing that I think like so many people people have this moment of like so. So and like yeah, yeah. what do we what do we do like sit there and they're like all right so what do we do and they're like all right so let's go and then and, and, and they dip out from there like the way they the way they they handle that right there has so much just like nuance in the in the in the delivery and in the animation of the characters so good uh yeah and it's that thing of it's one of my I got you know Last of Us and everything else is you know tied to my career as PlayStation and beat reporting and IGN and all that jazz. One of my favorite stories ever stick with me is from 2017. That's oh, that's they updated. I'm looking at IGN 2014 when I went to my first MomoCon in Atlanta, Georgia, and I did the last of us panel. And it was there with uh, Troy and Ashley that Ashley talked about, uh, and I was hosting it. Ashley talked about what, 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 watching Kathleen MMS on YouTube, uh, f- see this and react to it. And if you want to go look it up, it's got 125,000 views. Kathleen MMS, uh, she's, uh, I don't know if she's if she's gay or you know, bi or whatever, but she's queer. And she, her reaction, uh, the video that is up, right, that, I, uh, that I linked to in the IGN article is her getting the, oh, like, okay, I see, I see the photo booth thing. Like, oh, wait, are they hinting at that? That's really cool. And then when they kiss, like we're talking about, she breaks down in tears to finally see that represented on the screen in a video game. And it's so powerful. And then Ashley telling that story at MomoCon made her cry. And it's like that awesome reciprocal relationship, you know, the creators have with the audience, the audience has with the creators, I think, to see Mm -hmm. all that power uh, in, you know, creations and reactions. I digress. Um, So yeah, eventually, uh, you know, they make through, they have a squirt gun fight. They throw some bricks and some stuff. Oh. You go to Halloween store, you put on masks and stuff. All just in like, this is like, I schooled her at that squirt gun fight. <laughs> nice. I took Riley to the fucking store. Actually, I didn't do that well on it, but I just want you guys to think I was okay. cool. Also the brick breaking thing where like throwing the bricks at the, yeah, awesome. the cars and stuff. Like I, I love it, man. Like make gameplay out of the, the little moments too. It doesn't need to be like us having crazy action scenes with like infected. It like, it could just be, the two girls getting to know each other and playing around like i love yeah. that stuff yeah it feels like a lot of the uh left behind as far as like the gameplay of it in those moments feels like they're like all right let's just throw a bunch of shit at the wall right before but between yeah. the the fighting game thing between yeah breaking the cars with the bricks between uh the square gun fight right like a lot of creative ideas in there that you imagine like we're in the in the main game just because they couldn't figure there's no way to figure out how to put a square gun fight in the main game between joel and joel and ellie at that point well, it's like what the fuck but it's a cool like sorry, go ahead. Oh, no go for it go for it I think they're able to experiment in so many different ways because at that point it's DLC. So you can tell whatever story you want to it. And I think there is this importance to showing like what it's like to be a kid in this world. And that you also, not that they did, but paint yourself in a corner uh, with what you can do because you figure when Ellie kills people in the, the, the game, the full fledged game, it's a big deal. Like there's, those are big character moments of the firsts. So you know what you can and can't do in this world. And so that's why I think it was so cool of pairing it with her, going through this mall, killing a whole bunch of people and clickers trying to get Joel medicine, eventually doing it from the army uh, helicopter, bringing it back and giving to him. Pair it up with when she was as innocent as you could be in this pandemic world and be lost in this mall. And then that's why this DLC, I think, is is fucking brilliant. And I think that I, I enjoy it even more now than I did the first time I played through it because like watching it all happen, I think from a story perspective, it's so great of having both take place in the mall 
and having all the you know kind of mirroring back and forth there but then also yeah squirt gunfight being uh juxtaposed against like ellie now straight up fucking murking these fools that are coming at her it's like yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff yeah. is, is so having to like and, survive like by yeah. herself in this like and, dire situation where she's in the middle of nowhere and like doesn't have any and has to take care of a person who's dying and having this is the first time i played last of us and then the dlc together mm-hmm. and uh it's such a great experience that makes you realize how much better left behind's gameplay is than the original last of us there's just something about it that just feels tighter ellie feels a lot more maneuverable but like uh in the she was in like good in the first game too but i feel like it's it's more fun to play as her in the dlc and it's little things like the ai like the amount that they focus on um having humans and infected in the same arena where you can like throw the bottles to like cause the infected Mm -hmm. to fight them that stuff's fucking cool and it's like i it's so much more advanced than what anything we get in the first game yeah i agree 100 that was i I really wish they would have done more of that in the first game or the real game or whatever i don't know how to the game yeah yeah, exactly uh but i do love the fact that yeah for this dlc they're like we can get weird and yeah let's take what we already have mechanically and put it into what kids would do just running around a mall if they had nothing masks going into the halloween store halloween store is great dude the uncharted uh just like the uncharted board game and uh, stuffed figures for jack and uh and nathan in the kids room uh in the core game anyways though yeah as we've said all this goes on uh you know and riley finally reveals that the reason she's doing all this is that she's leaving the fireflies now that she's an official firefly want to send her to a different encampment of fireflies they don't want her to stay in boston anymore so tomorrow she's gonna she'll be gone for good and you know ellie freaks out at this the first time just go or whatever and says it in an asshole way they come back together and make up or you should toss the squirt guns they have a fight she's like listen i said it in a bad way but like you should go like you should you know it's it's what you've always wanted you want to go do this you should go do it and then you know and she's like who am i to stop you and then riley's like the only person who could um riley takes her walkman uh which in american dream she steals for a little bit uh puts on some music that she made for her they get up and dance on the thing they're having a good time and ellie finally stops and has this moment and riley goes what and ellie says don't go like you just don't go stay and riley uh doesn't say anything reaches up grabs her firefly pendant rips it off and tosses it on the ground uh ellie uh, ellie kisses her uh in a beautiful moment uh and like you know i i i you know i get i get choked up when sarah dies and watching that again this is the one where i teared up where ellie has this beautiful moment right and is happy for a second and kisses her and then steps back and goes i'm sorry i says i'm says sorry and she and uh, riley goes for what and it's just like fucking nailed it. You know, like what a fucking awesome moment. And there's this brief thing of like, what do we do now? We'll figure it out. Well, Marlene's not going to, there's noises over there and it's all the infected running in. Um, from here, we're on a run, the run from the infected. Um, running all over shoe. This is, ju- is juxtaposed with, you know, going back to present time and fighting people off, trying to protect Joel. Um, we're running from them. You know, they eventually jump on you and claw you and whatever. You run away, you get away from them, yay. Uh, but you, when you finally get to the end, uh, you know, Riley goes, Ellie, your arm. And she looks down and she's bleeding. She wipes it away and there's the bite mark and it fills back up with blood. And she's like, no, no. And then uh, Riley goes like this and has a bite on her uh, gun hand too or whatever. And this is the moment we had heard about from uh, uh, at the end of The Last of Us in the same conversation of, you know, did you lie to me about the uh, uh, fireflies? She also said, you know, I lost my friend. When I got bitten, I wasn't alone. I was with my friend Riley or I was with my friend. And she was basically like, you know, 
we should go out together and it'd be all poetic and shit. Uh, and then, you know, I'm the only one, she's the only one who went, I stayed. Uh, we get to live that moment here of, you know, Ellie freaking out, smashing a bunch of pots, Riley being like, there's more stuff over there to break if you want to. And the way I see it, we have two options. We can either take the easy way out. You know, she references the gun, which I'm not a fan of, or option number two, you know, we just, spend our time together here and go out uh, go out all poetically right lose our minds together poetically or whatever uh and she's like basically she sets this up of i vote for option two because every second with you whether it's two days two seconds two minutes or whatever is worth it to me and i'd rather do that than uh go the other way and she you say okay or whatever option three and she's like sorry which i really like you know what about option what's option three she's like, sorry that's all she says yeah. and eventually she's like all right let's get out of here and you get up and we come back to you know you with joel or whatever and it's you saddling up dragging joel behind you on this like a uh, plank after you've you've stitched him up and done all this different stuff and you ride out and it's credits that's left behind there you go man then last of us american dreams <laughs> <laughs> i've pretty much already care, done it so again it's basically it is uh, when ellie comes to the boarding school for the first time uh she meets riley pretty quickly thereafter uh riley just calls her new kid for a long time uh steals her walkman at one point gives it away or gives it back i should say uh when riley sneaks out to try to go find the fireflies uh ellie comes with her uh, begrudgingly uh, begrudgingly to riley uh eventually you know they run into a whole bunch of trouble they help the fireflies they go to the mall uh they steal from uh, I forget his name Winston. They steal his uh, smoke grenades. You know uh, Riley, unbeknownst to Ellie, uses her as a distraction to steal this stuff and a radio. They leave. Uh, they help the fireflies. They then run into the fireflies and Marlene got it uh, full force. Who's like, uh, get the fuck out of here or whatever. Blah blah. They help her when then more people come out of this thing and it's like you know how to pay a bridge toll or whatever to use this tunnel. Uh, they're like, oh shit, it's fireflies. And then the guy's like, I don't give a shit, it's fireflies. They kill the guy with Marlene um marlene jumps down Uh, ellie and riley move to a different section they throw some stuff or whatever to distract you know marlene kills them marlene of course like a folk hero she's like a big big old deal Uh, and riley's like i we helped you again that's twice in one day i want to join the fireflies i've memorized the entire creed i'm ready to do this and marlene fucking grabs her and is like you're not ready fucking to do this you fucking she's like she shoves she grabs marlene or uh uh, riley and throws her down and to the guy who just got killed the firefly her friend who just actually he was fucking ready to be a firefly are you ready to be a fucking firefly because i'll save you the trouble right now and pulls the gun on marlene to which point ellie who's been standing by this whole thing grabs a gun and is like don't fucking do it and, and, and marlene's like hold on i wasn't really gonna kill her and they de-escalate the situation and this is when marlene's like ellie and she's like how the fuck do you know my name and she's like i was a friend of your mother and she's like what's my mother you know her better than ellie knows nothing about her mother it turns out at this point i was a friend of your mother i'm combining two conversations that happened i think they were interrupted by the argument but she's like what's what's her what's her name and she's like anna and and that's news to ellie or whatever this is when she hands ellie the letter this is when she gives her the switchblade as well and says like this i've been i've been looking after you even though you didn't know it every time you bumped around a military school or whatever boarding school i've been behind that i've had people looking out for you like you're very important i made a a, a pack to her to keep you safe um and then it's pretty much that's pretty much the end of it we set all that up to get you to the game and all this other stuff and riley and her are friends they go back to the boarding school and ellie has the letter that is on her bed she has the knife or whatever and then the comic ends that's the last of us i have two questions kevin are yep. you here oh yep. i mean a foot long hot dog <laughs> <laughs> my hands are so covered did, in mustard did you listen to all that because yeah. you've never played these games you never know anything did you get the story? Yeah, I got it. Good. Fantastic. Who is Marlene? 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> the lady with the fireflies. There you exactly. go, nailed it. Nailed there you go. It. Now, question number two, Nick. Yes. How was your first time playing The Last of Us? I liked it a lot. I wish, I mean, to be fair, it was fun. We were making content, so we had to be a little bit more lively. And we obviously sailed through some of the more um, intense moments, namely um, Sam. We, we, upon reflection, looked a little bit too uh, too much into who got the beans after Sam died. <laughs> um, oh, but the it was, chat was mad, everybody. Oh, <laughs> they were pissed. They were like, someone in the chat was like, I literally cried for like a half hour after this happened. And Greg and Nick are yelling about, now we get the beans. We get the beans. <laughs> Um, but you know, it, I think it's a great game. I think I, I, I kind of wish I had time and, and, uh, the wherewithal to go back and play it again, just in the comfort of my home by myself. Cause I think those moments would have been a lot more poignant, similar totally. to when I played uh, left behind, um, those, all those moments hit for me, um, to the point where I was like, you know, I get frustrated a little bit with, with stuff not moving along. And I'm like, I got things to do, uh, episodes of that 70s show to watch, but this one really, like, I really, that moment where you hit the Halloween store, I remember thinking I've been looking around the store for a solid five minutes yeah. and it's, and nothing's happening. It's just cause it's fun. I want to see what the next mask is. And it reminds me of like when Kevin and I were walking like a Halloween spirit over in like Colma and we're like, don't tell Tim that we wasted 30 minutes here. And then we go to a Best Buy. Um, and that, and honestly, I think, I think the relationship between her and Riley was so well done and so understated and so organic that it feels, it just feels good to watch these two people fall in love with each other and like express that. Um, so I think, yeah, I think the, I think the game overall is just phenomenal. Yeah. Bless. How has been your uh, kind of playthrough? It's been very, uh, very interesting. It's been kind of a a roller coaster as far as like starting it up and and re-experiencing the beginning of it. Which at this point, like I've played slash watched the the first fifteen minutes of the game probably like six or seven times. Um, but yeah, then like going into the actual game and and and, and uh, kind of making the, those um, those rounds. Like the thing, I think that my takeaway from this playthrough is that. You know the game starts off very strong, but then I think has kind of a lull. Like I looked, I while playing through uh, Bill's Town specifically, uh, and the the level leading up to Bill's Town, a little bit after Bill's Town. Like I feel like there's a bit of a lull there. That for me, while playing it, I was like, oh man, is this really doing all the things that I I felt like it did back in 2013 mm-hmm. when I recently mm-hmm. played it? Like, is this really like? Is this the game that I that I've had up there is like one of my favorite games ever? But the more and more I played it, and and um, especially like getting into the the later half of the game, like winter is probably one of my favorite chapters in a video game ever. Like the winter, like uh, aside from the boss battle, which I think is like the only negative thing about that chapter. Overall, what they do with what they do with the story, what they do with kind of subverting your expectations by starting with Ellie and having you kind of be in limbo uh, as far as what's going on with Joel. Uh, and then kind of bringing it back in, in, in the way they introduced David as, as, as a villain for that chapter uh, and in the ways in which that thing goes like that chapter keeps you involved the whole way through in a way that I think is very impressive, especially when you when you look at summer and fall. Right. Like summer's like summer and fall are still like pretty good chapters of the game. But winter is just on another level as far as what they do with those characters and, and, and how they bring you in and the way the game the game ramps up and wraps up from there. Like, you know, now that I've now that I've actually had the chance to um put a ball on it you know for for this third time and and, and actually re-experiencing it re-experience it for this third time um it's, it's back up there for me right like it's, it's back up there it's like oh no yeah i was right like this game is this game is incredible like you know it, it still remains as one of my favorite games I, I i've played um 
but yeah overall like I, I i can't wait i think i can finally say that i have the code for the game because i read through that embargo um but i have not i, I don't know if i can say i started it yet for part two yeah for part two um, you can say that you have the last of us part two which assumed would be playing it and you can only preview that one portion that they talk about in the thing that i previewed on ps i love you okay um well let me just say that i have the code and <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say play safe play safe yeah what I think is yeah. interesting, you know, about it is you talk about how uh, Winter is one of the best chapters in video games. I feel it's one of the best chapters in video games because it's the payoff to that, right? It, it, like even for the for you know fall, spring, summer beforehand, it's the payoff of those, right? I get why I say what it would just be the fall, summer, summer whatever. Fall. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's the payoff of all that. Like the reason Winter hits so hard is because we've done everything else up until that point, and we've seen that relationship grow, and we've seen that go on, and it is that thing of. You know, in a lot of ways, I wish, uh, and, and I, don't get me wrong, I love the game and what they did. In a lot of ways, I wish David wasn't remarkably evil. You know what I mean? I wish yeah. he wasn't going to rape Ellie, and I wish he wasn't going to, he wasn't a cannibal. I wish he was just, hey, we're a community of survivors as well, and we've been out doing all sorts of stuff, and two people have just been, I, I want it to be that um, I am legend moment, not of the short story, not or the, of the book, not of the movie, right? Where when the vampires show up, and the, Will Smith's character, but in the book, is like, you're the fucking monster, and he, the, the, they're like, you're the monster. You're the legend. You're the mm -hmm. one thing that's out there killing all of us. We're just trying to survive. Like we're right now the majority of it. And you're the one trying to stop us. And I thought that for me would like when there's that moment at the fire, I remember the first time and it was revealed of like, no, somebody's out here killing our people. And that's what, you know, it's been a particularly cruel. It's like, holy shit. But then you get to that thing and it is like, it's not even gray. Like, okay, well, you guys are psychos. Like you're really bad people. We, you know, I think it would have been cooler to cast us in that light that, the game mm -hmm. definitely talks about and shows, but like I could have gone for more of because I've talked. It's an old thing, but like you know, uh, I've talked to tell the story so many times. Finishing the last of us the first time, and you're like Joel's the bad guy. Like Joel, you know, turned his back on humanity and is this smuggler who's done these hor horrible things. But you know, I think it would have been interesting to see it really played with that he is the bad guy. You guys are into these people, the bad guys, and that yeah. would have really driven home that like oh no, there is a gray area here. To even speak to that, right? Like uh, seeing the end of the game this time around. And having it be so that like you get you you get to the hospital and, and Joel has that moment where he realizes what's happening to Ellie, uh, and he and he turns on Marlene and everybody, uh, and he has he has that point where he's he's going on that murder spree. Like I remember I remember listening to you on podcast and hear you hearing you say that like oh yeah like I had that moment where Joel was the bad guy, uh, or when I where I realized that Joel was the bad guy. And for me, when I originally played the game, I didn't really have that moment. For me, I was like oh no, I get it. Um, playing it this time around, and I don't know if it's just me like like watching and seeing more zombie stories play out or if it's just me at the age of 25 being the way i am but uh i I did have that moment this time around where i was like oh yeah joel is like really kind of just not giving a fuck about any people like yeah. and and granted for for david's crew it's hard to give a fuck about them at all because they're yeah like remarkably evil and so like when joel kills the the the, the two dudes um, even though at that point, like, I don't really think Joel has an idea of how terrible these people are. No, uh, it's, it is still like a signifier of like, oh yeah, Joel just doesn't care well, when he chokes that dude on the chair and then, uh, uh, murders the second guy. Question. Like, are, are they horrible people? Like David for sure is, but it's like the whole, all the cannibal stuff and all that. It's like, we don't know that the, like we see the bodies and stuff, but unless I missed something, it's like, those could have just been dead people. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's to me the that's to me the strength of the storytelling in this game, right? Like I did I've only played it once. Granted, I haven't played it like 15 times, like Blessing has rubbing it in our faces or whatever. But um <laughs> But I, you know, for me, it's not about, I don't, I, ne- I never pegged Joel as the bad guy. In fact, I never pegged anyone as a bad guy and or a good guy. I think that's the whole point of this game is that there are these gray areas that everyone is forced to operate in because of this, the nature of what's happened to the world. And to me, that's, that's why I love and also dread playing games like this because there is no 100% clear cut answer. Granted, when David goes ham on Ellie and she kills him, you're like, okay, she was in the right for that one. But the end, the question of should he sacrifice the one for the needs yeah. of the many, you know, obviously has been is, is is a phrase for a reason because that's a that's a hard question to ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Are the needs of the many do they outweigh the needs of the few or the one? As Spock once so uh, so eloquently put it, and uh, to me, it's like I don't know. I guess it's a personal decision. Would I have See, let her me- die? No. Would I have let Tess die in a heartbeat? Oh my god! See, that was my thing about it back in the day, and the arguments were really when, when everybody was playing it and everybody having this discussion. So many people were like, "Well, you know, you don't understand the love of a father for their daughter, right?" And like he's he's imprinting that on on he's imprinting Sarah on her, and vice versa. And I'm fine with all that, but from the moment, like on top of the fact that like this could have been the cure to stop this from ever happening, you know, stop the cordyceps and stop whatever. That aside, even it's for me, it was always this violation of trust that like. Ellie says like this can't all be for nothing like you know what I mean like she I I, even though in in, this is where again where I'm the the whole like she's we never even talked to her she's knocked out right where uh, Marlene tells Joel like you know she'd want this you know she'd want to do this and it's like well yeah but like offer the choice but that's everything it's just like this is very clearly not what Ellie would have wanted to do and so for Joel the robber of that decision that's what always got me in terms of yeah when I say he's the bad guy, I don't mean he's like the fucking Joker twirling his mustache. Sure, sure, it's sure, just sure. like, that makes sense, I guess, man, yeah. this is a game where like it's, there's not a right and wrong. Yeah, also, yeah that's, what, that's what I'm saying, right? Because you say that's an evil thing. But to me, Marlene's even more evil for not giving her that choice, right? For taking that choice and basically committing murder. Sure, uh, sure. And so that's why I empathize with Joel because I'm like, it would be different if they sat both of them down and said, here's the rub. Yep. You have the cure, but there's a 95% chance. I mean, even like pat it out a little bit there's a 90 percent chance you might die and a 10 percent chance you might live with this lie to him or whatever i don't know that's a little, <laughs> bit more forgivable. That's a little bit more forgivable than just being like we don't we're, you're unconscious so that's we'll, we'll take your we unconscious. Know you would want this we're not going to wait for you to wake up we're right? not going to wait for you to wake up and ask yeah. you that right and so that's Time's money here we gotta get this fucking aerosol distribution cordyceps antifungal exactly. but as a storytelling mechanic you can you can understand why they chose to keep her knocked out because given the choice oh, this, sure. the ending would have been totally different she would have said of course i want this and then would have had to watch as they wheel her into the room and that's the end of the game right maybe he kills marlene out of just sheer rage and then he is a maniacal maniac but but you know that to me is that that's what's so great about this is that they the storytelling was so tight that they kind of put them in that corner and then you had to just deal with the ramifications and and it's a long-term thing there's no there's no real resolve to the end of this game right we don't feel like oh that's wrapped up nicely everyone's gonna live happily ever after like oh she's gonna figure that out eventually and they're gonna have a come to jesus moment with each other and presumably that's what's going to happen or be at the core of at least the beginning of the last of us too something yeah i think me really excited and playing through this again um with with very like fresh eyes all things considered it, it being so many years is knowing that there's an hbo show happening which is oh, so yeah exciting. i forgot like about that yeah. Druckmann involved like all everything we're hearing is just like 10 out of 10 perfect right from that though i remember when it was announced being extremely excited but also being like i don't know that there's enough story 
in last of us to be this to be to be a season of a tv show and that was just me thinking about like, what's the story of last of us and i cut out so much like i just sure. I jumped to like you know the, the kind of key moments and the things that we all talk about um but i did i didn't remember that what really makes this game extra special in addition to the major plot beats and um joel and ellie's like relationship is the supporting characters there are so many characters that almost every single one i'm just like damn i forgot how much i'm sorry nick i like tess i forgot that sam and henry actually have way more to do in this game than i remember i remember them being like writing them off like oh they were in a mission they're not in a mission they're they're in like a chunk of the game yeah, you know they're a major like signpost when you think about like yeah are you in the game oh, I'm and, and, okay. and tommy and maria and and you just keep going with these characters where it's and even the characters that we don't see like ishmael like all that stuff it's like there are so many characters, Robert, like these unique storylines that are all in this world and they're all believable because it's it, they all feed into each other. And it, I, I just think that that's what makes this special is that they, over the course of this, whatever it is, 13-hour game, like introduced you to a world that feels like its own character. You travel around a whole bunch of different places and it all feels like it's in one thing. This feels like one world. It doesn't feel kind of like oh well over here we have these fucking crazy people it's like they're all crazy <laughs> do we know is the hbo show picking up with the main characters is it just retelling the game or is it going to be a completely different story it's retelling the the first game yeah, yeah. see that's the un, un, like so here's my thing is like I, I i love that i hope it's one season i hope they don't continue this on and i hope they follow the games because this like you guys hit the nail on the head i think the thing that really differentiates this or for me at least from like walking dead is that you actually get immersed in the experience. And I'm wondering how they're dealing with the inevitable comparison if this goes beyond one season, if it's not just a mini series, if it's not just a one and done of, are we really going to go on this ride again? Is Rick really going to go until the actor himself goes, I don't want to be in this series anymore. Can I get the hell out of this? Are there going to be so many parallels drawn between Rick and Carl uh, versus cool. Joel and Ellie? And is that going to start to wear, you know, on the brand of The Last of Us? Uh, because there are a lot of parallels. And you're right. I mean, the tropes are there and we understand it. But like, how how do you show them running away from a horde of infected and not have that obvious comparison be made of like, there's just zombies. Like, we're just running away from zombies. So I don't know. I'm not too worried about that. I think that I mean, we'll see, you know. that we, we have behind it, and uh, it's the team behind Chernobyl, right? So it's like, that's a one it's and right, done. Yeah, like a writer of Chernobyl. They know right, what they're yeah. doing there. And with Druckmann in charge, I feel like, if anything, we we have a Last of Us two coming, so there's season two. I mean, I'll point out that you know PlayStation Productions has never had a miss as a television film. Have they, have they done anything yet? You know what? That's that's superfluous. Superfluous in the information. No, so, I mean obviously HBO is picking this up, and HBO doesn't fuck around. They they, yeah. in my opinion, make some of the top, if not the top, original programming out there right now. So looking definitely forward to it. And again, if they can even capture eighty percent of the vibe of the game, I think they got a hit on their hands. I just think it's going to be so interesting to see who they appeal to: the mainstream people who have never played the game, or the hardcore who know every story beat. And how do they how do they keep it fresh for both? So throughout this and i think in throughout this episode and of course the last seven years of talking about the last of us the thing we all i always talk about is the story joel's the bad guy this push and pull the characters all this stuff the thing people will always toss back at me is like yeah but the gameplay wasn't that good or i didn't like the gameplay that much and that's never that for me that's always been a thing that i found interesting because i would never when i talk about it, i don't talk about the gameplay but i also don't remember not liking it or not feeling it what was your reaction playing through this in 2020 with uh, playing a 2013 game in 2020, I guess? 
I'm with you in the sense that um, I don't really understand the the gameplay's not good criticism that this game gets like uh, hit with a lot. Like I feel like it it backs up the storytelling, which is the point of the game. Like it is, this is a gameplay style, and I like it. And comparing it to Uncharted, which is a very similar gameplay style that uh, we don't see often. It's like there is a very unique feel to these games that are kind of you know telling you a story, but you're being able to control and have fun set piece moments. Like they are, they are movies that you are interacting with and that's the goal. And I think that the gameplay backs that up adequately. And I think there are moments that we've talked about a little bit, like the boss fight, which even that I don't think is like the most egregious or worst thing. Ever. Yeah. Like that's not like a, that's not like a last list thing, right? Like there's plenty of games that have those one-off moments or those one-off boss fights that feel out of place and every yeah. game has that. there's always oh, yeah. Yeah, there's one there's one boss fight in every game of a player i'm like i hate this i want this to end immediately to me i think the criticism if, if i were to render one comes a little bit more in just the clunkiness of the game mechanics themselves and what i don't like is when i play a game and i feel like it's not my fault that the character is not reacting fast enough or I'm not pulling out the right weapon. It's the actual, the clunkiness of the UI that's getting in the way of the of, of my ability to react fast enough to deal with these levels. You bring up the the level with uh, that long hallway where you kind of get pigeonholed into the yeah. tail end of it. And I just remember being frustrated. And again, being frustrated when I popped back into uh, Left Behind of thinking like, there's got to be a better way to do this control scheme that doesn't get that doesn't make me feel like my character is slower than they need to be in this situation. And sometimes I I get the feeling like I don't like when you can feel the hand of the developer right behind you going, no, we slowed this down on purpose or we made it so that this was obtusely hard on purpose. So it would frustrate you. I, I just don't I don't like when I can see behind that curtain, which doesn't happen a ton in this. But, you know, going back and forth between that and like a more traditional like third person shooter, you're like, oh, God, man, this 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 could get updated a little bit. That would make it a little bit more streamlined. Yeah, I don't know. I was, oh, sorry. I, I just gonna say it's like I, I see what you're saying. I just think that if it was updated and streamlined, then the the set pieces that are happening would need to be the ante would need to be upped. Well, it would that. need to be more like Uncharted. And I understand they didn't want to do that, right? They didn't want it to be so good that you feel like your character is not real. Um, and and that's a hard balance. I'm not a game developer, so I don't know how to strike that balance of saying like, yeah. maybe it does need to be a little slower because that's how human beings really do move. But the fact that Joel can't do a pull-up, and I mean that in all sincerity, not joking like I did before, is absurd. Why can't he pull <laughs> himself out of the water if we're going for hyper-realism? Why would, you know, why after four seasons of being together for six months would they not take five seconds to teach this poor girl how to swim just teach her how to swim yeah. every obstacle we meet is either an infected dead person or water so like we can mitigate half of the stress of this game by doing that and again same why don't they do it because well, we wouldn't have a story we wouldn't have a game i understand that completely and it's their game and and again to me it's a it's a solid you know a grade a experience uh, but there are moments where i'm like I, I shouldn't like to me really, really, really good core mechanics are those where you jump back in and the mouse memory takes over and it never did for me in this. And it has a lot to do with the item wheel where I'm like, there's gotta be a better way to do this. There's gotta yes, be a better way to do this it's, out. It's, it's funny. Cause I feel like there's been seven years of criticism and maybe, maybe I'm alone in this, but with the, the item wheel and just kind of like the gameplay itself. And so I going back into this, I thought it was going to feel outdated and it was going to feel like, Ooh, we've come a long way. And I found myself being like, wow, this is a, one of the rare examples of a game that has a unique control scheme where it's like L1 to sprint. That's not normal. We're not used to that. Yeah. Right? I don't think we were ever used to that in games. Like it's usually like pushing the stick, right. Or, you know, whatever it is. And the amount of times I fucking went into photo mode by accident. I was like, God damn it. Because I was hitting 
that the yeah, well, I mean, you'll remember, Greg, there was a, there was a solid 30 minutes of, I think, the second stream where I was like, I cannot run in this game. And it was because I was constantly holding down uh, L3 instead yeah. of L1, which, which I felt stupid. But then I'm like, wow, what a waste of L1. <laughs> like, that could have been a totally different thing. We could see that thing for me is like, it, it worked. Standard now is clicking in L3. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's much, I'd much rather hit L1, but unfortunately, the industry standard has become that. So it's so weird to be fighting against that constantly in your own brain and have that just be a little bit of an interrupt every time you want to go and do something. Yeah, I don't even think the control scheme is that unique. I think in the PS3 360 generation, I remember quite a few games having like L1 to sprint or like one of the back buttons to sprint as opposed PS3 to L3. Always like aiming with the shoulder, the R1. Yeah, like aiming would have been L1, R1, exactly and then sprint yeah, would have been like L2. But yeah, this generation is very, it, it very much has been standardized. Like the L3, like L3 was very much like a first person shooter thing during the the uh, 360 uh, generation, and now I think more so. Oh, in, call in that out. I want to know some examples of L1 to sprint in games. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm curious to see if people Let's people might be willing to chat. Says Skyrim, L1 to sprint. <laughs> yeah, Skyrim known for its amazing control <laughs> for its running. <laughs> no, well, it's but, interesting for me because where I was driving at with this gameplay discussion was that, and that this is I don't think a knock against it because I think it controls fine, it does everything fine. I was amazed by how dated the gameplay felt. I felt when I was in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did feel there were so many like clear gear changes of like, all right, cool. Now this one's going to be, you're fighting infected. All right, now we're going to, how are you going to get, cl- get this giant clunky ladder and move it around? Like there was uh, animations and stuff too, of just where I was like, man, like it, it's rose colored glasses and it's seven years and it's the PlayStation three. Now we're remastered on the PlayStation four and yada, yada, yada. But there were times where I was like, man, like this kind of looks like a telltale game right here in terms of like just the, way the characters were and how stiff their animations were in certain very very wow. certain respects of uh, it was giving me those callbacks to it and not and i don't mean that as a derogatory term i just mean the way of this game that i remember being hyper realistic it felt like this and how small the environments felt when it was like i remember you know originally when i first played this you know running around and being like what the fuck am i supposed to do where am i supposed to go and granted you're learning the rules of the world and all these different things but ha- having it be that it felt like there were so many different entry points and then you run through now you're like oh it's clearly that thing like i i remember being stuck here why didn't i think to go underwater here and do this like clearly that's what it should have been and it all works and it all is an amazing masterpiece of a game, right? But it, it was interesting playing it and man and being like, man, this feels dated. This does feel. And granted, I'm lucky enough to have played, you know, two parts of the Last of Us Part Two, and know like, you know, every time I talk about it, right, I talk about how blown open the environments are and how they are doing this Metal Gear Stealth kind of thing, and like not having some of those that in your belt playing this and you uh, just feeling the evolution, I guess, and then coming back and seeing where it came from. You're like, oh man, like this does feel like an older game when I didn't expect it to feel like an old game. And see, to me, imagine my, you know, again, in my brain, I'm like, I know, I know you say it's a PS3 game, but I played it on PS4. Sure. So that's kind of what I'm coming at as well, where it does feel that way to some degree because it is an older game, but it, I don't have that realization. I don't have that one-to-one because I'm literally looking at the newest console playing it on. So um, I kind of, yeah, I feel that. To, to what Nick was saying earlier about the, the swimming, swimming thing to rewind a bit, like, I think it is a bit of a lost um, uh, uh, opportunity for them to not have done that toward the end of the game because they did they they, they had that they had they had that with the the ladder thing right where we've had so many times where we've boosted up Ellie in the game right like you've done it about about a hundred times toward the end and they have like that small moment where uh, you you it's uh it's after winter right you get back you get back to the city uh, where the hospital is at and you're about to you're about to boost Ellie to the ledge and you're like waiting for her and you're like 
Ellie, and she's that's the part that's the part where she's dejected and thinking about her own, her own. Yeah. Uh, and Naughty Dog has done that in like Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy, like more and more as far as like referencing back to the mechanics that we've seen traditionally in their games and subverting them in a way where 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 uh, I remember in Uncharted Lost Legacy, I think I think it might have either I think it might have either been like a boost thing or some sort of like character interaction thing where I remember Chloe and Nadine being like, oh yeah, no, I don't I don't need help with this, I got this. Um, and so yeah, the swing thing I think is a lost cause. But as far as like the gameplay, I for me replaying the game. Uh, I was surprised by how much I really like the combat. Like the combat, still I really enjoy. In fact, even the gunplay in the Last of Us, I really enjoy. Like this is the thing that 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 Greg talked about uh, during the controversial opinions podcast, where where when Last of Us came out. Uh, as far as like the cinematic nature of it, that's the thing that like in the the first few Uncharted games, I I, I was never really a fan of. Like I didn't really like the gunplay that much in the early earlier Uncharted games. In the Last of Us it was one of those things where I think it worked better than ever. Like, I think yeah. the, the brutality and like the, the visceral nature of, of the combat, like the, the up close feel, uh, feel of it. Uh, and like the amount of like the fact that there are combat systems that are at play that work, that make the game actually fun, right. Where you can, you can craft and you can put together your bat with the automatic kill. If you mm-hmm. add a shift to it, right. You can, you can have the Molotovs. You can, uh, uh, you have time to like figure out like, okay, cool. Do I want to go into this battle with my hunting rifle, or do I want to go go into it with a, with a shotgun? There are like enough gameplay choices at play in the combat, and and I think the combat works and is fun enough that like I I think in in the in the game it's a it's very much a success. And then also as far as like. Uh, I mean, one thing is a praise to what you're talking about right there. It was the fact that, you know, both off of both the last of us two previews I did, I was talking about like how, man, you get in these fights and by the end of them, you've used all your everything you have and you're out of everything, but you've survived by the skin of your teeth. I forgot that that's in last of us one. Like I yes. had so many fights that were like, fuck, it's down. To, I have one arrow. <laughs> I have one arrow and there's three dudes. And it was like, get a brick, stun them, run up, stab mm-hmm. them, do, you know, do, like do these whole yeah. things. Final Molotov. Oh yeah! If you, if you watch my playthrough, yeah, you watch my playthrough. There are multiple moments, Greg, where you react to that. We're like, oh, you're just gonna go for it. Okay, yeah. great. You know, I'm like, I don't have a choice. I have nothing left. Totally, it um, puts your back against the wall and makes you think in an interesting way. You, I'm sorry, you know, like, you're so. Well, um, go ahead, bless. Well, I was say the two what Greg actually just said, right? Like there, I I've had those moments too while playing. And for a 2013 game, I've had moments where I'm like. How did they do that? Like, how did they figure that out to make me like get out of this battle with uh, uh, through the skin of my teeth, right? And feel like I'm I'm barely making it. Uh, like there 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 are a couple moments while playing where I where I've noticed that uh, I'll like counter an enemy, right? Who's like grabbing me from behind? And I'll like tap square or whatever and get him push him to the floor, and I press aim, and then it'll automatically aim at his head because they want that cinematic moment to happen yeah. that way. Yeah. Like you notice that every now and then, but like those are the things that I think that works, right? Like I like the fact that they. cinematic experience than a pure gameplay experience and i'm totally fine with that right like it is it, it it's an interesting balance that they tried to have because up. sorry it, it froze it you were like i like the fact that and then it froze for a second oh which which wait which i, I think i say that a lot which part <laughs> which i like the fact that <laughs> I, it froze for like 10 seconds <laughs> okay um but let me to to rewind a bit right like i like the fact that the there's a balance there as far as hey, we want this to be a cinematic, cool, movie-like experience, and we want this to be an actual gameplay experience, right? Like, we have actual combat systems, systems totally. here. And I think I think it works. I think they balanced it perfectly, at least for my taste. Yeah, something that uh, I enjoyed and um, enjoyed from a, like, kind of just gameplay experience of not moment-to-moment, like, 
my controller is doing something, but just more like, oh, game design. That's that's really what I'm looking for here is playing Final Fantasy VII Remake recently. It felt like there was a lot of rooms and there was no incentive to explore them because mm. nothing was in them ever. You go in the room and you're just like, okay, maybe there's one of those Shinra boxes you can hit and then you just get in. Whatever. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's like it's it's inconsequential entirely. There's no collectibles. There's no like uh, better yet in-game storytelling stuff, environmental storytelling. And this game is just full of that. Any room has something, even if it's not what you're picking up. It's like there's something to look at at the wall that's building the story and feels uh, meaningful when you're in different houses. Like the house feels believable. It doesn't just feel like a, a set of rooms that they put together and like it's all just kind of like stock footage almost. The video games tend to feel totally. that way. It's and not like oh, there's, that trash room. there's that chair again, right? Like yes. they I, I definitely use chairs and trash cans again, but I'm saying that these were these all this were all of these worlds feel believable. And that was always the thing that I, and I stand by with this game is the environmental storytelling is so top notch to where you are on this journey with Joel and Ellie. And that is the narrative, obviously. But, you know, even we always bring up ish, but like outside of that, finding the other narratives, finding the other storylines, finding the other people who what happened to them in their house or finding notes in the house that are about a safe or finding the safe and then trying to find the combination in the house somewhere else for it. Like, there's stuff going on in this game that, yes, makes it not only fun but rewarding to go room to room, check every drawer. And that's always the funny thing, I think, when people want to watch it. Go ahead, sorry. But what's not fun and rewarding in the exact same breath is in those rooms having to just do this. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Walk around yeah. and just like just move the analog stick yeah, and have, have your character kind of like pick Come everything up. It's just like. I just wish that there was some way to make that gameplay more rewarding and fun and not just feel like a task that you have to do to get the scissors or get the this or get the that. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. it's always interesting because at some point it's just like watch a movie, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, but you know, and that's always funny for me because at some point you're like, am I not going to pick that up? <laughs> like, why would I not <laughs> auto pick up? Right. The only time I'm not going to pick it up is my inventory is full. So why don't you just let me, like, I, freaking hate when games make you have a conscious choice to pick this thing up just let me get close enough to it pick it up it's it's, it's a foregone conclusion you're just adding another hour really to the game overall gameplay which is not necessary yeah it's weird yeah. um but again i don't i don't really have a great solution to it to, to touch on the swimming thing for a second i'm, for the I'm second, happy I, I, it wasn't fun but it did feel rewarding as, as a pack rat in games i did i do like going and finding stuff and picking it up and going sure, but then, sure. back to your point okay. yeah why wouldn't i go do that i I'm, I'm glad though they have like a good medium though because it's not like a far cry game where like if you want to lose something in far cry you like have to bend down and like you do like this thing with your hands uh and it feels like it takes like 10 seconds uh just to like skin something the I'm, I'm glad are the last fluid it, for sure they're fluid right and it's like you just made yeah, away with that thing. last far cry game <laughs> Um, but yeah, with you, I don't think that was a mad. The, oh, the okay. swimming, that's good then. Yeah. The swimming is another thing that I didn't love in this game, gameplay wise, where it's like swimming's still not fun in video games. And it, this game doesn't have it too much, but it has enough of it that I was like, I don't like this. And that's the one thing where I'm happy they didn't have Ellie actually swim because then we would have just had more of it. I just think for the amount they focus on Ellie not being able to swim story wise, there was no payoff to that, unless there's some type of like metaphor I'm missing because <laughs> like it's weird how much they focused on it and didn't bring it back. No, I think it's just a mechanic they fell in love with and thought it'd be cool for puzzles, which it, I mean, to a degree, the first couple times you do it, you're like, oh, that's interesting. That's cool. But then by the 15th time, you're like, you know what? You're on your own. Just throw her in the water and see. Drop the ladder. Move the yeah, power. Exactly. Like, but, you know. Nah, you know, I don't know. Again, I these think are for a game that has such a tight story where like anything that is um, like dialogue and story based has a that's backing up gameplay really has a reward storyline wise. Sure. That's one that just doesn't. 
Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things, too, where I'm like, I think this game was a decent length, but I always, I'm always of the mind that a lot of these games could be shorter. I'm always of the mind when some of these tasks start becoming cumbersome or redundant, that these are the kinds of things that I'm like, I don't need this level. I really just, I'm, I really am invested in the story, and that, to me, is always priority with any experience that I have. And so any mechanic or anything that starts to feel redundant and gets in the way with that starts to draw me out, and that's when I stop playing games. Um, not that I would have stopped playing this one because I really wanted to see how it ended. Uh, but yeah, there's, it could have been a little, could, it could have been a little less of everything around, around it. So where's your hype levels now for Last of Us 2? Talking to me? Everyone. In general. Very high. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I'm coming hot off the heels of my first play. So to me, it's not like Greg that played it 87 years ago when he was just a wee pup. Um, and he's played it 15 times since. This is my first go about. I mean, I just played uh, Left Behind two nights ago. So I'm I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm looking at my email, not seeing my code anywhere, Greg. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I wanted to make, have you read American Dreams? Like it really is kind of yeah. <laughs> I mean, very, yeah. uh, very judicious process at PlayStation right now to get a code. Good point. I apologize. I apologize. Bless. What about you? So, like for clarity, I've not, I've not started the game. And so uh, like I got the code last night and I did, I did the thing where like, as soon as I saw it, I I did a dance. I was like, "Oh man, like I'm ready for this. Like I can't I can't wait." And I haven't touched it yet because I because I've been wanting to catch up with with the first Last of Us. But that said, I'm very excited about it. Yeah, very exciting times. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like I said at the top of the show, we are going to be covering Last of Us one and two for the month to come, and I'm sure for the next seven years at the very least until we do <laughs> the next one. Uh, but thank you very much for sticking around with us. We are about to do the Kind of Funny Games cast post show uh, for anyone that's on patreon.com slash games. Thank you very much for that and all of your support. Until then. Hold on. You all. I want to call Go out that it. when the review goes live oh, next yes. week on Friday, June 12th, 12.01 a.m. Pacific time, I'm going to be in the comments. So I'll be live Ooh. there for probably like an hour. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs>